Jason the Kicking Lawyer. So this will be Law Talk 001. Episode 100. We made it. I think he wants you over here, Brian, because he's got the guest coming in over on that side. Oh, there should be an extra pair over here. Well, those of you joining us, I appreciate it. This is a special edition of Law Talk, uh, episode 100. Uh, let me run through a couple of these ads. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the content. Josh and I were just talking about how uh, he said he looked up statistics and we have beat 99% of most podcasts on how long they go. Um, and that's because we'll do ours even if it sucks. So make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, it's also on TikTok. Uh, Michelle Allen has been our longest sponsor. So we're very thankful for her. She's one of the ones that helped us get to 100 episodes and got us some great mics and stuff. So she's your go-to realtor in the area. Uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, located in Covington since 1993, creating champions and MMA fighters and etc. I'm even wearing my uh, High Octane Fighting Championship throwback shirt from when I was a fight promoter. And then, of course, the Cellar Restaurant and Prohibition Bar is located right here in Covington on the Square. That's a 1920s-themed restaurant, and uh, I will be there tonight doing trivia. We have trivia every Tuesday, live music every Friday. Uh, great food, of course, every day, open seven days a week. And Masonite Digital Marketing, be happy to help you get your brand to the next level, whether it's online presence, branding, digital marketing, etc. Josh is glad to help you with that. So today is a sort of a special episode. We, we This is the 100th episode of Law Talk that we've done. And, you know, give or take, I, I think it actually might have been a few more, but I did it for like a year without counting any of them. So this is from when we started counting them. This is a hundred episodes. So, from the reboot. <laughs> yeah, from the reboot where we actually had a studio because I used to do it in my um, uh, office. So, uh, and I'm going to have the way this is going to work is the purpose of this. Uh, well, besides it just being cool, is we're going to be raising money throughout the whole broadcast for the Tipton Arts Council. The Tipton Arts Council is the nonprofit that manages the Ruffin Theater in Covington, Tennessee. So Josh just put up how you can donate via Cash App. I realize most of you can't scan that while you're on your phone, but you see it's got the dollar sign there, Ruffin Covington, and you can donate any amount you want. And what we're going to do is I'm going to match the donations up to $500. So you guys donate whatever, and anything that's a result from this uh, special podcast, I will match, and it all benefits charity. Daryl, you can come on in. We went ahead and got rolling because there was an intro thing we needed silence on, so, and we'll get into what we're doing. Now, I have, as a guest today, Brian, who's supposed to be on camera, <laughs> is over here off camera. Testing, testing. Is his mic on? I can't hear him. Testing, yeah. testing. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, maybe it's just low. Yeah. And then now I have Daryl, who is also, okay, we can't see Daryl, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Daryl oh is the president of the Tipton Arts Council and also the director of the Rocky Horror Show, which is premiering in just a couple of weeks, and he's a new business owner. So he covers multiple uh, uh, things that I'm interested in, and we thought it would be cool to have a discussion with him. Originally, Denise was going to come on. She's ill. Denise, if you're watching, we hope you feel better. 
Um, but anyway, how are you, Daryl? Good. 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 Uh, I thought. Have you not been on the show? It seems like I thought you had been on it. I guess I dream. Maybe I dreamed about you, Daryl. Oh my god. <laughs> so the other, uh, I could say something in Daryl. Hello. Yeah, I can hear him. What about mine? I can't hear you. Yeah, it should be on. Uh, you may have to check the input. I, I, maybe you can, if you're see, say something again, Brian. Something again. Brian. I don't see any uh, audio picking up on the feed there. Yeah, it's probably gonna have to swap out um, his mic with mine. So you just let me sit right now. Well, is that mic on over there? Yeah, just the uh, well, I guess just go sit over there then. You have to sit by Daryl. <laughs> I'm, I'm the color. And while he's swapping up. So I texted Brian, and I was like, hey, man, it's been a stressful day. We got this long podcast. Then I got to do trivia all night. He's got Rocky practice with Daryl. I was like, why don't we get some bourbon? And so Brian Huffman brings this. This is the bourbon. I meant like a small thing of bourbon. This is the biggest bottle of bourbon you can buy. Elijah Craig, it's uh, how much? How much is that? What size is this, Brian? It's like a gallon. Anyway, it's quite a lot of bourbon. I think it's a little excessive. Would you like some bourbon, Daryl? No, thank you. Oh, okay, I was going to say. So, Daryl, how are you? I'm good. I asked you that. Good to see you. Glad that you came on. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, one thing I think you can tell folks about is things about the roughing. Um, how, you know, they can benefit They can benefit from being a patron, but also by supporting the roughing and why the arts are important. You can tell us about Rocky. We'll talk about your business, all that kind of stuff. So, why don't we start with uh, the roughing? So, why did you get involved with the roughing theater? I was blackmailed into it. <laughs> Same thing with me. Same thing with I me. I was blackmailed too. No, um, most of the time I always. I wasn't I, blackmailed. I was conned. Uh-huh. When I was blackmailed, uh, you might have been conned, but I was blackmailed. I was conned by uh, Frank Delorier. Mm. I was conned by Brian Huffman. <laughs> I could be by myself. Come on. Anyway, most of the things I've done is like with United Way in Shelby County. I've never done anything in the backyard. So. A friend of mine decided to wrangle me in for the first year of Rocky Horror when it was directed by them, and let me say, I've been stuck ever since. Yeah, so same thing. I think you and I got wrangled in the same time, because <laughs> y'all they needed somebody to play Rocky, and nobody was arrogant enough uh, to be naked, basically, up there, especially somebody that couldn't sing. And, and what happened is Brian called me on my bull. Because I've always said life's about experiences and you should do things that you, if, if there's something that makes you uncomfortable, there's a few exceptions to this. But generally, if something makes you uncomfortable, that means, probably means that you should try it. You should do it. So it broadens your comfort zone, right? So Brian Brian was, uh, I think he was Brad that year, right? Weren't you Brad? Yes. Yeah, yeah Brad. And he was like, we well, should try out for Rocky. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that, man. Theater's not my thing. And he was like, well, you're just scared. You're scared. And I'm like, I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> And he's like, well, you Push tell everybody, buttons. you tell everybody that you should try this, these different things, but you're not doing it. You're not trying, uh, you know, something different. And I was like, I'll do it. And then Brian's good at that. Yeah, I got the part, and of course now I'm on the board and and all that kind of stuff. So, does anybody else want some bourbon? Because I'm gonna drink a little bourbon. Brian, I know you want some bourbon. I'm good for now. Oh, so I'm gonna be the only alky. It looks like. Oh well, well, no, Mister. Uh, got other guests coming. They might. Okay, Mister Daryl. Daryl Brown, Daryl needs to get his so, son there. So, uh, anyway, and since then, now tell us, I mean, obviously you're president of the board, but, uh, you know, there's other plays besides Rocky. We talk about Rocky, and that may not be everybody's cup of tea, but then there's other things that the Ruffin provides, right? Right. So, um, we've got Rocky coming up in October. Then, uh, November, we are putting on for, it's pretty much a mixture of kids and adults for, it's called the Best Christmas Pageant Ever. Um, that will be directed by Miss Debbie Vaughn. Yay, we, Debbie. 
we also got some great things coming up for 2023. So hopefully our season will be ready to go by next month of what we're going to do. I know that one of them is going to be Grease, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, um, Mama Mia that uh, Brian Huffman keeps pushing too. So um, we've got a lot of new things coming in 2023. Um, and that's where we need support. Because the rights for these are not cheap by no means. Well, plus, just keeping that theater open. Right. Like, I've been, I think I may have told you this before, Daryl. I know I've told some of the viewers that watch. I've been to that theater since I was little. It was there. And in some capacity, it's either had plays or occasionally movies. There's all positive memories. Like, one of the best memories I had, I was a little kid, and I don't know who was in it, but they had a performance of Peter Pan. And I think they had a girl playing Peter Pan. But I remember she flew out at the Ruffin, mm -hmm. flew out over the crowd. And as a kid, man, that was just amazing. And so I was more, uh, even though I probably should have been more drama kid, I ended up, because I was buddies with Aaron, ended up being a uh, more of a jock type in high school, right? Ah. But then I get out, and I really enjoy now, I have a lot of respect for people that get up there and do theater. I think it serves a. I think it serves a. a it fills a, a, a very important need in the community, so I think it's important for people to do what they can to help support the arts in this area. Absolutely. And not lose that theater. I mean, even if the doors are shut, I think we figured it up. If we had nothing going on, total bills per month is like thirty three hundred dollars a month just to keep the doors going. And that's, and that's not counting. Show costs, nope. the rights, the stage buildouts, the costumes, the paint. If we have, to, if we pay a director or pay a music director or a choreographer, any of that kind of stuff, there's no that. That's all extra on top of the budget. That's correct. Yeah, not not that's. I don't even think that's covering storing the uh, inventory for nope. the concession stand. That is correct. So, and it needs a lot of work too. <laughs> it needs a lot of not just maintenance, but like needs to be fixed up. Which one do you want, Brian? Which one do you want, Daryl? Here you go. This is the good one. Yeah, that's the. Uh, anyway, yeah, you're absolutely correct, Jerry, on that. Um, and that's where we need everybody because, I mean, it's always been focused since I started. It was just like, just get everybody in Tipton County, in, in Tipton County. But we're really not because we're pulling, uh, the first year that I was there, it was mostly just Tipton County folks. But now it's people coming out of Lauderdale County. you got people coming from Jackson. You've got people coming from Memphis now. I'm just, I'm sorry I was distracted because Brian Huffman poured you a drink. And it's like a Coke. He poured him a thing of bourbon. Show that glass. It's basically like he poured a Coke for you to drink. It's two fingers, man. Also, two fingers. I also love how I've specifically set the cameras up for two people on each yeah, side. And then, and then he's not and getting Brian's in. Still, yeah. is it going to be okay? Nope. Well, for those that are watching, again, I don't want him to steal my soul, we, we, man. The first part of this is to talk about the Ruffin and that hopefully get you devil. guys to donate some money to the Ruffin. So, look, if you don't want to do the Cash App donation, which Josh will throw the thing up for that, you can comment that you're going to pledge some money, and then they'll get a hold of you. So you can be like, I pledge $2. And look, no amount is too little. I mean, maybe like a dime. That might be too little. But come on. If you got a $2, $5. Do you fear change, Jerry? No, I don't fear change. I, <laughs> I embrace it. But anyway, uh, comment if you don't want to do the Cash App thing and just let us know that you're willing to do uh, some donation to the Tipton Arts we'll, Council, we'll which is a nonprofit. We'll out during the show too, yeah, yeah, and I'll talk smack about you about how great you are or how not great you are uh our cousin our lawyer good look good looking good guys i thought she said good looking guys at first and i got excited <laughs> and then then I, I was mistaken you gotta change these chairs man these so so daryl let's move on to rocky why did you decide to direct rocky this year yeah why daryl yeah why why 
Why? I'm still asking Why? myself that. <laughs> Are you glad you did it? Well, the first year I was in it, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. I mean, everybody got along. It was just Which year was fun. that? 2019. 2019. Okay, so you were still Rocky. I was Rocky. I've been, that's all I've been is Rocky. Oh, that's true. I don't do anything else. Um, and I just wanted to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a lot of feedback from the community. A lot of parts they didn't like about it. You know, naturally getting the backlash from the folks of Covington. But I heard them, and that's what we're doing. So we're keeping it, you know, just. It's on now. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Rocky Horror premieres at the Ruffin Theater next Friday and Saturday night, and then the following Friday, Saturday, and that is it. That is the only performances. Brian is the star. He is Frankenfurter. Daryl's the director. I play a supporting role as Rocky. Um, And I have said now, I, I, I had planned on not doing it again. That's why I didn't do it last year, is because I'm old, to be honest with you. My part, I'm basically naked. I'm in gold Speedos, basically. Gold LeMay Speedos. Yeah, and I sing and dance <laughs> and Memphis, run around. Man. Come on, gold LeMay. And anyway, I'm 43 now, and it's much harder for me to get in Rocky shape than it was a few years ago. So I said I wouldn't do it again. And then Brian is the reason, again, I got conned in, because he said he wouldn't do Frankenfurter again. That's right. That's what I, 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 was, I was good. And so I told you, I was like, well, if Brian will do Frankenfurter, I'll do Rocky, because I thought he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and then, of course, next thing I know, Brian says he's doing it, so I'm on the hook. That's why you don't trust Brian Huffman. Never. You got to watch Brian Huffman, man. <laughs> Never ever. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's what's that? Was it 8 p.m.? Is that the Kurt? Yes. Is that when it starts? So the 21st, 22nd? 21, 22, 28, 29. 21, 22, 28, 29 of October is when Rocky Horror is going to play at the Ruffin Theater. And no Halloween show. Well, that's all right. We, there's a lot of good. Uh, a lot. I mean, the cast. Uh, I think we have this year is second to none. I mean, I, I like everybody that. Even the new ones that have come in, Eric and Amelia, and the, all the Kovlowski girls. The uh, uh, everybody who's in it is is doing doing a great job. I think so. I think it's a good show. We do need to to get that second act down, but you know, by then most people will probably not be paying attention to it anyway. So well, that's true. It's, it's, it's about the other stuff. long solos. Although that's the one where you get to dance uh, naked with Amelia. Yeah, we got. I got that part down. Mm-hmm. I don't have the the one. What I need to work on is the rose tint my world floor show. Floor. I got my part of the floor show, but after that, when it's wild and untamed things and uh, that all of that, right. uh, uh, the choreography I need to work on. Cameron McNeil says this won't be your last time. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is my last time. I'm old. I, and my wife. So one of the things too was a caveat is Madeline. She's not a fan of me being naked in front of a bunch of women. Although, what I found is it's not the women she should worry about. It's the men. <laughs> the men that tend to like it more, the Rocky more than the women do. I think it's one of those things where women, uh, as an example, Madeline will go get, she'll try to put makeup on or do her hair up or whatever. And the best she looks to me is when she wakes up in the morning with nothing, no, no makeup on, her hair's looks beautiful, she's glowing. To me, she's most beautiful right then, right? So I think that women think they got to put all this makeup and everything on to make themselves attractive. Well, I think similarly, we men think we know what women like. We think they want the six-packed abs and all this kind of stuff. They like the dad bod. Yeah, when really, <clears throat> that's what dudes like. It's not necessarily what women like. I don't know, if you're a viewer, let me know. Do you like a dad bod or do you like six-packs? And I'm not talking about the beers. 
<laughs> but what the nice thing is, is I talked Madeline into being it this year. You did. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So the sort of the other thing was I didn't want my wife upset, so now she's in it. And she does more than I do, really. As a Phantom, she's got more choreography and a lot of stuff than I do. And I think all of them, all the Phantoms, I think, are doing a great job. So I, I'm excited about it. I'm also excited for it to be over. <laughs> I'm sure you are, too. I am. So, uh, again, if you're just watching, we're, we're raising money for the Tipton Arts Council. Josh is going to throw the little cash app thing up. Or you can just comment in this thread how much money you're going to donate. So somebody's got to get us started off because I don't know if you're doing the cash app. So somebody comment in the thread if you're donating any money. And the rule is I'll match up to $500 any amount that you guys would donate in the course of us doing this. So one thing yeah, – Pledge five hundred bucks and make him you know, blow his wide in the uh, first. Yeah, uh, well, that's why minutes. we didn't say I'd play. I would donate unlimited because I, I was said. afraid somebody would do like a grand or ten thousand, and then I'm stuck. So mm -hmm. I figured I could that at least maybe nice. do five hundred. Uh, but yeah, you guys make sure you do something to support the uh, uh, support not just the podcast but the Arts Council. Make that donation. Uh, somebody said definitely a dad bod, Angel Chriswell, and uh, Cameron McNeil. Uh, did not say anything about dad bods yet. So anyway, next thing, Daryl, I wanted to ask you about, because this kind of goes along with doing Rocky Horror, is in the course of doing Rocky Horror, you have a new business venture that I'm sure is taking a significant amount of time. Tell us about that. So three weeks ago, Wednesday, <clears throat> I bought Spitfires, which was known as Spitfires Bar and Grill in Brighton. Uh, we've now changed the name to Spitfire Bar and Grill. Um, so far, it's taken off really well. Cool. So I have a question. We were just talking about this. Coates brought it up. Actually, not Coates. Uh, Andrew did. All right. <clears throat> it said Spitfires uh, possessive originally. Mm -hmm. So it belonged to Spitfire, I guess. Is that what the original thinking, or did they not think that through? That was the nickname of the previous owner. Oh, I didn't know that. That was her nickname. Well, then that she, makes sense. She then. Was that makes Marine. perfect sense, yeah. Then it's Spitfires then. Okay, so now it's Spitfire Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you do different events, pool, music, etc. So give us the rundown of why they should come to Spitfire. Because everybody's welcomed. Everybody's. Is it like Cheers? You're trying to be Cheers? <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, I got a question, and this is basically a, a softball and teeing it up for you. Okay. Um, are you a biker bar? We are not. We are biker friendly. There you go. So we are actually, I mean, that's always been the persona since it opened. Um, not to say that I'm against bikers or anything like that, but um, in the course of looking at purchasing it uh, when we first discussed it, that was what a lot of the Google reviews were. That was what a lot of um, people thought it was. Uh, now, do we have a lot of bikers that do come there? Yes, and they're welcome just like anybody's welcome. Um, you don't have to be military. You could be the normal Joe Blow off the street. My philosophy is if you've got green and plastic, you are welcome. And I mean the green that spins, okay. not that you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are you saying that I can actually get on the bar and dance to tequila? No. Come on, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, if, if, even if I buy the shoes, you know what I'm talking about, right? <sighs> Please, dear God, tell me you know what I'm talking Isn't about. Isn't that Pee Wee Herman? Yes. It is Pee Wee yeah, Herman, Pee -wee yes. Herman. It was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know who I went to the theater to watch that movie with? Who's that? Ben Dickey. <laughs> What's up, Ben? Ben yeah. Dickey and I went to, I forget what movie theater, but I remember watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure with Ben Dickey. We went I saw that in uh, Midland, Texas, 1986. I, I don't know, I was a kid. You'd have been a kid, too. Yeah. How old were you in 86? Uh, I was, uh, I was 10 12. Years old. I was 12. <laughs> I was uh, in '86. I was seven. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. twelve. Yeah. 
Anyway, when did that come out? Come on, Josh. Uh, I don't. I don't. Come know. on, Josh. With Josh was be googling quickly. And again, as he's googling, googling I'll remind everybody because I see we have some new viewers that uh, what I'm trying to get you guys to do here is donate money to the Tipton Arts Council. So Josh is throwing up the. Uh, the Cash App, or you can just comment and pledge money in the comments. Not so you say, you say, I pledge five dollars. I was close. I gave ten dollars. I was eleven. Yeah, you remember Ernest? That's another one that was around back then. Remember Ernest? <laughs> Ernest? Ernest goes to camp. Ernest yeah. uh, what was it? goes Ernest, to prison. Ernest goes to, T. Ward. And listen, the yeah, army. Right. You uh, got it right. Yeah, that's Ernest T. Ward. And he started out of Memphis. Hey, Vern. He started out of Memphis because yeah, it was like a Channel Five or Thirteen thing. He mm -hmm. was like an ad for it, and that was his like his his shtick was right. that he was Ernest, and he always talked to Vern. Yeah, and hey, then they Vern. made all those movies. Ernest well, goes to camp. What was the actor's name in that? I thought it was Ernest. Jim. No. Uh, Jim Vern. Jim Varney. Varney. Jim Ver was it Varney? Varney? Yeah, I think that's who it was. Come on, Josh. I was gonna say Josh. Look at a clap. Look at a clap. Ernest P. Oh, that's uh, Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Jim yeah. Varney. Somebody said they would help after they pay the law firm off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate Great that. priorities. I like that you keep the priorities in order. <laughs> well, see, he's actually indirectly supporting Ruffin because if he keeps, you know, he, it, he pays the firm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if she pays the firm, then that allows us to continue. Well, with that said, another way people can rehearsal. help the Ruffin is we have helped fund a lot of the shows because they're always looking for sponsors. That's correct. And so if you're a business owner, you can always sponsor it. And, um, I mean, it's great for your brand, I think, because it gets it in front of an audience sometimes that would have never seen your brand. It'll be in the programs, and it's on a lot of the stuff they do online and stuff. So uh, we've sponsored almost every show, not every show, but almost every show for, for some time now since we've been involved in it. Uh, so businesses can help the community out that way because, uh, you know. And we did change we did change something with the advertisement and the playbills. So instead of having to get these half-page ads, these business cards ads, because it just takes a lot of work on doing that. So what uh, the executive director, Denise, has done is flat fee, 100 bucks that gets you a color page ad, and it's a full page, not just the half page or the business wow. card anymore. We just did straight full page ads. Because we were having to find so much to fill in the gaps. Well, if you if you think about it, if you go to let's say you go to uh, play at the Orpheum, yeah, you know that damn play, playbill is thick. Advertisement, advertisement, advertisement. Yeah. So you know. Well, and I got a. There was a. Uh, I went to. It wasn't the Orpheum. We went to watch. I was trying to think if it was one you were in, Brian. Where was it at? You was no Adam's family. Memphis. Yeah, Carville. Were you in that? Mm -hmm. Who was in that? You yeah. and Tim were in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We went and watched that, and their playbill was very professional. The whole theater, it's community theater, and that's what I aspire for the Ruffin to be. Right. Is it's sort of a semi-professional theater, right? But they had a lot of the local sponsors there, and there are actually people that I didn't know about their businesses until I saw the playbill. Right. So it just proof of concept that it gets your brand in front of people that now know about it if they're in the... Well, that's what we've noticed, too, is if, say, for example, when y'all were sponsoring the back page ad... That's what a lot of people said. They didn't know who it was, mm -hmm. right. where y'all were located, right. or that so-and-so. So since they helped the roughing out, that's who they felt like they should go to. And most of the patrons utilize the people that actually advertise in the playbills. Right. Speaking of Collierville, I will be in Collierville uh, immediately after Rocky Horror. I'm in Elf the Musical in December 3rd through the 11th or something like that. You play what, the dad? I play, yeah, Walter, the dad. Uh, it was uh, James Kahn's uh, role. In the movie. Yeah, he played the dad. Yeah. I don't know if I can see you playing that role, because that's kind of a... You always play... Uh, like when you were in Mamma Mia. Comic relief. <laughs> well, not comic relief, but you're, it fits your personality. Right. You know, Frankenfurter even, to some degree, fits your personality. Yes. But uh, that's more of a stern <laughs> character. 
sure about that for you. Yes, I, I'm Walter in this one, so. Yeah. Well, so Brian, let me ask you. If you were to, to tell people to describe the show that didn't know anything about Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror? What, how would you describe it to somebody? Uh, can I use uh, adult language on this uh, channel? I, mean, I would rather you Yeah, I would rather you be okay. limited on the adult language. But It's, uh, you're talking about the movie or the play? No, I just mean if somebody just was like, general, I okay. don't know anything about Rocky Horror, what Rocky is it? Rocky Horror is... Uh, <sighs> I would call it a horrible B science fiction movie from the fifties. Uh, it's it's an homage to those. Yeah, there's a little more to it than that though. Yeah, yeah. because there's going to have transvestite aliens in it. Well, it's true, but it's it's based on 1950s. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you can't just leave it, it at you, that. You've heard the the song at the beginning, right? Uh, everything yeah, that everything they say yeah. in that song mm -hmm. is from a movie I know, from the fifties. I know, I know. But the guy who wrote it was literally on acid. I think the whole time that he wrote it. Well, it's yeah. pretty obvious yeah. that it it's a it's a horrible. <laughs> if you watch the movie, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. If you watch the movie with people who go to watch the movie, it's hilarious. No, yeah. That's, so that's the thing about Rocky Horror that people don't realize. There is a script for the cat for the audience. People in the audience. The yeah. audience get to yell at us. And then we will sometimes react to what it's, they say. It's highly interactive. It's very interactive. It's a lot of fun. It's a very fun adult play right. for people to go and enjoy oh, it. Yeah, no, it's this adult. As an, <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. Well, this one's toned down, though. For yeah, people yeah. that have come in the past, this one's a lot more toned down than previous. I mean, even the scene right after Act 1, the yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the scene, the it's a sex scene, really, is this Times one two. is... Yeah, this one is much, much, much more uh, laid back. You need, to, you need to read some of these comments. You're missing out some good stuff. Oh, sorry. Oh, crap. Start with Cameron way back there. Give me a shout-out. Shout-out to Josh behind the camera. A super great guy. I did want to say— Don't give uh, him a shout-out. No, no, out. I, I did. I have a list of people I was going to thank, and Josh was number one here. Because since we revamped it where we have kept track of it and it's all professional, all I do, for those that don't know— what happens weekly is I know I have to be here at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock or whatever time. I walk in, I sit down, and I'm like, hey, Josh, who we got? Half the time, I don't even know who the guest is. There is no prep work. The only exception to that is when I think when I had Jerry the King Lawler on, I think I did do a little research on some of his stuff so I had better questions. But usually it's just me talking to somebody. So then when it's over, I get up and leave, and then Josh has all the post stuff. So he edits the episode, he creates TikToks, YouTube stuff, does whatever, hours and hours of going through and editing the stuff. He straight so up geeks out. I get the credit as the law it's talk okay. guy, I kicking lawyer. But Josh is really the producer that does the majority of the work. So for He's every the hour and the engineer. For every hour you guys see on here, Josh is probably spending four, five, six hours uh, sure. on that specific hour. So I do want to thank Josh for uh, helping us through the last couple of years. And of course, I'm glad now he's full time. Yeah, you know, Josh. My goal is him and everybody that works here and surround in my orbit to benefit uh, from any success that I have. And it, it's very important, I think, that you recognize people that have helped you. Not to mention my wife, who puts up with the fact that I do so much stuff, I don't get to see her half the time. She's in Rocky, so she can see me. Right. That's one of the reasons that she's in the play. He's not exactly like Lyle Lovett, but he's pretty close. <laughs> Look like Lyle Lovett. You know, Lyle Lovett dated, uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, pretty Woman. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, dadgummit. What is her name? Uh I can see your face. She was in Steel Magnolia. What was Pretty, Pretty Woman? Woman the name? Uh, Julia. Julia Roberts. Ju yeah. Yes, yeah, so fine. He was married to her, wasn't he? Yeah, they weren't married. They were married. Yeah, no. Lyle Lubbock was pulling some some ladies. Way out kick so, discovery. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll take a Lyle Lubbock. It's fine. You <laughs> should fire. Justin said I should fire Josh. 
That's yeah, okay. You can read what he said before. He said, hey, Josh, what do? What I said, do? I switched cameras. He said, <laughs> good, good times. <laughs> yeah, we had Justin. We should have Justin back on. We have to have Justin on like Brian, though. Justin doesn't do well when he's in front of the camera. He kind of no. clams up. We got to get him to do himself. I am the color commentary. You're okay. the you're the play-by-play guy. Uh, okay. All right. Brian is say? a camera hog. Uh, I don't know about that. Bro, no, he likes, likes, I, not. Hey, he so look, I will say I will say this also in support of Brian Huffman over oh, there. Oh God, Brian Huffman and I have both grown as partners. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but <laughs> no, no. I mean, like when I first when I first uh, was working with Brian. So, so some people may not know I was his law clerk. So the way I started was I was his law. I was as low as you can get. I had no power. Nothing. I was the law clerk. Actually, let, let me back up for just a second. Do you know how you started as a law clerk? Yeah, you Facebook messaged. Yeah, Aaron's like, Aaron's like, uh, hey, you know uh, Jerry's in law school. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, do you you looking for anybody? Yeah, yeah. Why not? All right, shit. I'll, I'll I'll message him. Say what's up. Brian, hire anybody off the street. <laughs> no, that's true. That that is also very true. That's very that's true. Mostly true. But so I get in here and I'm, I'm at the time I was 30, 31, something like that. Is it really that long ago? Yeah, man. Yeah. I've been, I've been licensed as a lawyer like eight years and we were together a no year way. or two before really? that. Yes. Yeah. It's been almost a decade, man. We've been together almost a decade. No, it we've has been, been a decade. We've been yeah. friends for seven. You and I, have, you and I have survived more than most married couples, Brian. True. So anyway, I get in here and I think that Brian, he, and he is a genius attorney, super smart. But then I, I equated that to me, especially since he had been a major in the Air Force and was a JAG and all this kind of stuff. I was like, this guy, you know, he knows about leadership. He knows about uh, businesses. He knows about all these different things, right? And it's not that he oh, doesn't. I, I know about Yeah, it. I was going to say, it's not that he doesn't. He does. He knows. He but he doesn't like do care about a lot of that. Care. And so he True. had a lot of folks, and he had a lot of good people that have come and gone. But Brian will hire anybody. Like, he just doesn't care. There's no vetting process. It's, hey, you cool? You my friend? Let's go hang out. And then he'll he'll be taken advantage of, and he even knows it and won't go. do anything about it. So he'll take them and feed them all, and they'll be taken off all the time, and nobody will be here, and it's supposed to be an office. So as a law clerk, I was in here often by myself while there's a staff of five or six that are still at lunch with Brian for three or four hours. At El Presidente. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so eventually I get licensed as a lawyer, and then I've always got aspirations of grandeur. You know, I always want to be better, Dude, more, more, like more and better, whatever, whatever. And so finally I'm like, look, man, you, Brian, I real I, I finally saw through all the stuff. I finally realized that he's a genius attorney, but even though he knows certain things that need to do business wise, he's just not going to do them. So I finally was like, "Look, Brian, highly accurate. We've got You got to let if we're if I'm going to stay with you, I got to be in control, and we got to we'll be partners. You smart genius guy, but let me be the bad guy. And so that's to his credit, he finally stepped back, let me do what needed to be done. And it's thus far has worked well. So we are very complimentary. <laughs> We're very yin and yang. Now that is very true as well. Now at the same time, the other night, <laughs> I apologize to Daryl and I apologize. Uh, yeah. So we talk about donating to the Tipton Arts Council. So Brian and I, <laughs> we, got in, we got an actual 40 uh, year old guy fight sort of the other night in front of 30 people. <laughs> and we're supposed to be these great professional lawyers 
and we ended up kicking each other in the crotch uh, <laughs> back and forward. And y'all, then I could tell they were all taken aback, like even Daryl. Y'all were just a married couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could tell all these young people that aren't used to that were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and, of course, the next day we're fine. But, uh, you know, in the middle of it, it looks like we're this dysfunctional <laughs> domestic relationship. I mean, sorry about that, Brian. No, that's true. So again, if, oh, you're, that's true. if you're just coming in, uh, we're trying to support Tip Arts Council. You can either donate there Give or the you money. can pledge money in the comments below. I you can pledge how much. In our future. And I'm going to match the money, uh, money up to $500. Let so. them lead the way. Also, yeah. uh, Justin Show them says he was not talking about me. He was talking about your barber. You need yeah, to fire your barber. Come on, man. I got What's a story about my barber, too. I went I went to a Sexual club. Yeah, I went okay. to a club this weekend with my Give barber. Give the money. <laughs> Yeah, went to a club with my barber this weekend, and uh, my wife and a friend of hers, and some other people. Well, I'll tell you about that another time. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Anything else they need to know about well, Rocky Horror, Daryl? Get your tickets now. Yeah, tickets are available where at theruffintheater.com. You can also on our website if you want to sign up to become a patron. There's a place for that. You can fill in all your information. Um, you can pay by credit card. One of us can meet you. They can drop it off here at the law office. Uh, wherever we'll just need to get the information and get you some tickets. And if they become a patron, what what does that entail? What do they get? Uh, they get eight season tickets uh, to be used at any show that's produced uh, by the Tipton Arts Council. So, as many people know, is here in the last year and a half, we've been renting out the Ruffin to other bands, uh, anything like that. Those tickets can't be used for that. It's only things sponsored and put on by the Tipton Arts Council. And so, how much? I don't even remember. How much is it to become a patron? Not a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, and the tickets are like fifteen dollars, right? Right. So it it's worth it to become a patron That's if you correct. plan to come to the shows. That's correct. So if you want to come to Rocky, instead of just buying Rocky tickets, you can just become a patron, which helps the rough and more, and you get more tickets. It's better bang for your buck. Um. So, uh, and then what's coming up? Tell us what's coming up to the Ruffin Theater. Um, December, we have the best Christmas pageant ever. Um, I don't know much about that show. I've looked at it. Uh, but from the looks of everything, because of the fact it's got a mixture of small kids, uh, tweens, and adults, um, it's going to be fabulous. And Debbie Vaughn always does a good well, show. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is whether you know about the show or not, Debbie Vaughn does an awesome right. job. Because the last one she did was Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast that I know Beauty a lot of people love. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. How come you never tried out for the Beast, Brian? Because uh, it's Disney. Although, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is beautiful. I've I seen it on Facebook. Uh, so uh, the parent company that uh, owns the rights to Rocky Horror. I know. I know what you're going to say. by Disney. Go ahead. So yeah. I'm a Disney. So Frankenfurter is now a Disney princess. Oh, we're all going to hell. <laughs> of course we are. Yeah, but not for that reason. There's other reasons than that. <laughs> oh, that's that's one of the reasons. That's going to be yeah. one of the reasons for yeah, sure. For sure. Cool. All right. And Spitfire opens when is it Tuesday, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. What, what time? time? Wednesday and Thursday we open up at four, close at eleven. Uh, Thursday nights our pool tournament night. Wednesday you can come play free pool. When's karaoke? Uh, every Friday night from 9 to 1 a.m. Mm. Um, Saturday is, I don't have a band every Saturday night. It's every other Saturday. Uh, but this week, uh, we actually have um, Will Reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will start at 6, and then um, starting at 9 will be Southern Sky. Their music is, I listened to all of it, and they reached out to me, actually, 
to play in the local area and their music they play a variety of all kinds mm-hmm. so it's it's a mixture for oldies goodies news and all that cool and on the weekends you're open to what two uh 2 a.m when's the kitchens close uh normally 11 o'clock okay yeah because we were talking about rather i know you were trying to be you're trying to be nice because you just got the spitfire and we got the cellar but we're cool because you know the cellar closes down on the weekends technically 10 o'clock sometimes we stay open a little later uh, but it's really you know it's more restaurant than bar so it'd probably be better for rocky to do everything at spitfire and for you too we don't care it's fine we, you know, here's the thing that people don't get about businesses. Even though technically you're open the same time, and arguably technically are, competition, but it's yeah, not. it's not. It's all complimentary. If you right. if you support us and we support you, we all win. Right. Instead of anybody trying to tear folks down. Exactly. So I'm very now only people only opposing businesses that I have targeted, I guess to say, to tear down are those that were doing uh, disrespectful or shady stuff towards us. That's correct. Uh, I'm I'm supportive of everybody. The way I look at it is, other I don't try to emulate, especially in legal practice, I don't try to emulate what any other lawyer does. I try to be a trailblazer. I try to do things that are unique and different, and then other people are then try to copy what I'm doing. Right. Eighty percent of the time, it's not right. I disagree. I think they're great. <laughs> the only one that y'all might have got right is when you shot down my slip and fall commercial. Oh god, that was terrible. The slip and fall commercial was hilarious, but terrible. Yeah, I should release that at some point, Josh. Should. We should release the slip and fall commercial. I, don't know. I, I edited it, even I don't know. That we <laughs> it's pretty bad but uh I, it was super campy and i thought it was funny because it's making fun of all the other pi attorneys uh anyway but my point is like i'm very supportive of you and your endeavors i hope you have great success uh, i will be glad to send customers your way when we close and uh hopefully vice versa so anyway uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wish you the best of luck with it but yeah on the rocky stuff we could do the 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 play. Well, now the 29th, that Saturday the 29th is going to be our costume contest party. Okay. So everybody in Rocky can come dressed up and have Sweet. a chance to win. Sweet. Well, speaking of that, so the the seller is doing costumes where anybody can dress up the 29th and 30th. Is that Saturday, Sunday, 29th, 30th? Is that right? Yeah. So the 30th is going to be family friendly. For us, the 30th, and the reason I say that is some of our wait staff asked to what degree could they dress up, cause you know, in their costumes. What? Yes, and I was like, well, Sunday, let's make sure it's kid friendly, whatever it is. What does that even mean? Well, it, it, I mean, there's a lot of these young ladies that like to dress oh, various yeah. ways. Yeah. So Saturday, I told them, look, as long as there's no bits showing, <laughs> um, just do whatever. But Sunday, we need to be, you know, PG for whatever kids are coming. So anyway, that that's what's coming up at the roughing. What are you going as for Halloween? Myself. Oh, you're not dressing up. No. So speaking of dressing up, so this Saturday is it Saturday, Josh? Yeah, Saturday night. Tara Thompson, our friend, that's me and Josh's partner for the Comic Con, is hosting a showing of the Hulk at the roughing. And uh, you guys, it's free. It's free to the community. And if you're a business owner, this is another great way to use the roughing as a vehicle to promote your brand. I've done it, Tara's done it, Ed Doyle's done it with Express Chevrolet. What you do is you pay a fee, basically for use of the Ruffin and rights to the movie, and then the Ruffin will put on the movie, the Ruffin gets the concession stand, and they get whatever you've paid as a fee. I think it's 400 bucks. And then you can promote it as a benefit to the community. All these people get to come, you can talk to them beforehand, so you get a captive, captive audience of potential customers and clients, and then you play your movie. So this weekend, uh, Tara's doing Hulk. It's like a double feature of Hulk films. 
And uh, Bruce Banner Hulk. Well, so listen to the Bruce Hulk Banner. You Hulk. don't know this, Brian. So I had a couple dudes I work out with that one of them in particular I thought was going to play Hulk. She needed a Hulk, right? Well, he fell through. He's doing National Guard duty. He can't do it. So then I called two or three other bodybuilder guys I know, and I was like, come on, man, be the Hulk. It's a good cause. No, no, no. Well, now, because they've fallen through in the last week, you know who's going to be the Hulk? You. Me. I'm going to be the Hulk. So you can come and make fun of me in green paint at the – at the Rocky – or I was going to say Rocky Horror – at the Ruffin Theater this Saturday. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. That's you wouldn't I mean. like him when he's not angry either. But And, uh, again, Josh keeps putting up our donate to the Ruffin thing because the purpose here is to try to raise some money for the Tipton Arts Council. If you don't want to do the cash app, all you got to do is, in the comments, pledge some money, a dollar, five dollars. I really don't care. Some amount of money. Any amount that's total raised, I will match up to $500 personally to the Tipton Arts Council, which is uh, the, uh, the uh, nonprofit that manages and supports the Ruffin Theater. So that's why we... If uh, you give money, you also need to uh, suggest a show. Yeah, you can all... I mean, surely everybody... uh, Well, maybe not. Some people may have never been to a play or a musical. And that would be an experience I would recommend that you guys try. Uh, I used to dog on it till I went. Now I enjoy them. I enjoy them Well, that's one thing I can say about the new board is we take Get get a little closer to the mic. That's one thing with the new board. We, We take suggestions from everybody in the community because here's the thing. The Ruffin is in your backyard. It is here in Covington. We want to keep it here. We want it to thrive. And so, therefore, we reach out to the community. Matter of fact, we had a community session about, what, four weeks ago? Yeah, something at like that. Dyersburg State Community College um, where the public could come and make suggestions. What would you like to see done? Some people said they wanted some of the old uh, – they used to do hee-haw back in the day at the Ruffin. They want to see some of that back. Uh, we tried the live at the Ruffin, and it just kind of hurt us a little bit because we spent out more money than what – we were making, mm-hmm. so that's where we went into renting it out for bands that wanted to promote, where we got concessions, but they got the door. Mm-hmm. They basically rented out. Uh, to rent the rep, and it's $300. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a win-win. We made some money. Everybody else made some money. Not only that, but, you know, it's it's small community theater, so right. you, if you have a show that, you know, you really like and you suggest it and it's put on, you have a good opportunity to get a really good role. Right. As opposed to like going out to Memphis and, you know, you're competing with 500 other people. Paid you're, actors. <laughs> yeah, paid actors, people who are in uh, actors' equity and everything they are down there. Um, you have a better shot at getting a role up here. Well, and anything that you do in life that revolves, if you do anything that's a customer service-based job or right. sales-based job, benefits from theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you're practicing you're getting to practice how to show emotions, how to read people, all these 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 qualities. It's kind of like when I did the comedy at the cellar, and when I was doing the stand-up, it's very similar to being in front of a jury for our trial work. So, anyway, I think that uh, uh, I think people can benefit from it, and I wish more people would audition and try to be a part of things that we have there at the the Ruffin Theater. So. Um, and then for those that just may have jumped on watching, the way this is working is we're raising money for the Ruffin Theater, and we're on for a couple hours, two and a half hours-ish. You can cash app the Ruffin, or you can comment in the thread that you're pledging X amount of dollars and you want to donate $1, $5, any amount's fine. Anything's better than nothing. And I'll match it up to $500. And then I have several guests that are going to rotate in and out during the show. Right now I have Daryl Brown on. He's the president of the Tipton Arts Council, the director of Iraqi Horror that's going to start next weekend and features me and Brian Huffman and Jeremy Armstrong, who's also a lawyer, 
and several other people that are very talented, uh, more talented than us for sure. Um, but anyway, and then he also is the owner of Spitfire. Then the, the uh, uh, bar, I, do you consider it a bar and restaurant? Is that what you call it? Bar and grill. Bar and grill in Covington. You Bright. know, I, you know what I always knew it as. It's I always, in Brighton, Jerry. I'm sorry, it's just outside of Covington. <laughs> I consider it. You you should when you're in Covington, you should tell people it's in Covington. When you're in Brighton, you should tell them it's in Brighton. Anyway, uh, you know what I know it as Hazel's. Exactly. That's what I always knew it as was Hazel's. That's what everybody knows it as. Because my granddad used to go there, and uh, I remember going with my dad to get my granddad out of there. <laughs> so, good good memories, good memories. <laughs> All right, so, and then one last time, uh, Daryl, tell them how they can find you or Spitfire or any of that kind of stuff, how they can get the information on Spitfire. Uh, well, we have a Facebook page. It's SpitfireBG at Facebook.com. Uh, we are at, located at 4904. Highway 51 South in Brighton. Uh, you can't miss the sign. And then uh, the phone number is 901-622-FIRE. Sweet. I like that. So I just noticed that uh, Justin Mason said that he would be in Hee Haw. So that is a on-air commitment that if you do a Hee Haw show, Justin Mason has said that he will be in it. And then Dale Presley, who is Eric Presley's wife, said that Elvis Presley performed at the Ruffin in 1956. That and is she, is, she is correct. He did. Elvis performed on the stage at the Ruffin Theater. A lot of history uh, in that theater. Speaking of that, have you ever had any ghost encounters there yourself? No. No. You say that as if it frustrates you that people say it, or you're frustrated you didn't have a ghost encounter. I'm kind of jealous I ain't had it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else says they can hear a woman screaming, but I can't ever... I, I've been freaked out there, but I haven't had any experience in there. I've had experiences in here, uh, but Never but there. not at the Ruffin Theater. I have been a little freaked out, though. Like, uh, one time I was in the front lobby. Everybody was on the stage, and I either turned the lights out or the lights were out, and I had to be there a second for some reason, and I just got super freaked out, like super weirded out. That um, Probably because it needs electrical work. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you're probably right. It does need a lot of electrical work. Speaking of that... If you don't want to donate money, you can donate time. You can become a volunteer at the for the Ruffin uh, through the Tipton Arts Council and volunteer and run the concession stand, take up tickets, help with repairs. All these kind of things are community. It's community service things that you can do that will benefit the Tipton Arts Council and the Ruffin Theater. So, uh, if Or you, if you own a business and you want to help us get it repainted on the inside, that would be great too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's something uh, for all of you if, you, if, if you. if money is not the way, you always can give your – time talent or treasure and if you don't want to give your treasure you can give some of that time or talent and help help out the roughing theater well well daryl i appreciate you being on you're welcome to stay on i don't know when josh has We've got, got whoever else coming Rod, on, Rod's on his way. oh okay yeah so you're welcome to hang out with us as long as you want to i was going to talk about a couple of things uh and i can ask you and ask whoever else comes in because i wanted your opinion i also want brian's opinion because i think it'll be interesting to get on this specific topic but i wanted to ask about uh everybody's thoughts and josh this includes you on everybody's thoughts on uh, Biden uh, forgiving, not student loans, but the weed convictions. Brian, I just said I want everybody's thoughts on Biden forgiving or pardoning anybody convicted of what? Simple possession? Is that what it is? Of, of yeah, weed federally? Yes, possession of marijuana. Yes, what do you think? Uh, do you really want to know what I think? <laughs> I mean, that's up to you. It's a good first start. Um, but the problem is, uh, the and this is what a lot of people don't understand, Federally, the president has the the president has the power to pardon for federal crimes. Statewise, the governor has the ability to pardon for crimes. So, you know, if you're convicted of uh, simple possession under Tennessee law, 
does not affect you. you know, yeah. He so can say it all. Now he did say he he called on all governors to follow his suit, and I think they should. Uh, but you know, if you think about it, the vast majority, and by vast, I mean I'm talking like 99 percent. I have not looked at these stats, but it's probably true. Uh, they're not going to charge you with simple possession federally. You know, you're going to get charged with possession with intent. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't even know the feds did simple well, possession. yes, they do, and, and this is where. Uh, it's where the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction. Uh, District of Columbia, yes. Any federal enclave where there is not concurrent jurisdiction. Most military bases uh, have concurrent jurisdiction with the state. Uh, feds and state have concurrent jurisdiction. Um, and so, like, the military guys will pro- be prosecuted by the military, but civilians on base will be prosecuted by the state authorities. So there's there's not going to be that many federal simple possession convictions outside of, like, D.C., really. Well, do you think it was more of a political ploy then? Yes. That, now, he did call on uh, them to start looking at rescheduling mm-hmm. uh, marijuana, and I think they should. Because Tennessee, most states, I think, actually, marijuana is uh, registered Schedule 6. Federally, it's Schedule 1. Schedule one is things like heroin or uh, like uh, I think psilocybin is one of them, even though I disagree with that too. Uh, Schedule one is drugs that have no known medical uh, utility. So like well, co- well, co- co- but marijuana does already. Yes. But so so how is it? So they haven't changed the federal legislation. It has been Schedule correct. one for decades. That is correct. Since here. basically before prohibition. Um, but federally, and, they don't enforce it anymore. Well, yes, they do, actually. Uh, even in states that have medical marijuana, uh, they will watch you like a hawk. And, and you know, I thought it was decriminalized this, this, federally. No, By the way, for those watching, not. I am not federally licensed. That's why I don't know about all that. I know about Tennessee, but Brian over here is federally licensed, so he'll know the answers to all these things. Um, so we can go down the rabbit hole on this one. Uh, okay, so. Hand me that. Schedule one, uh, again, is our drugs with no known medical utility whatsoever. Cocaine is Schedule 2. Methamphetamine is Schedule 2 because they do actually have medical purposes. Yeah, it makes uh, soda pop. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, cocaine, you know, they, they use it as an anesthetic, you know, especially in like eye surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they use to numb your eyes. They still well, use one it. Of things. Yeah, of course. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, but, you know, heroin, uh, black tar heroin, things like that are going to be Schedule 1, which have no known medical utility when everybody and their brother knows that yes, it does have medical, and 35, 38 states, something like that now, have legalized it in some form, either recreational or medicinal. Uh, but California was one of the first ones, and that took you know forever and ever to get that. Now that they've, they've had their industry out there for so long, um, they're figuring out that they can't compete because of all the heavy taxes and regulations. That's an aside. Uh, Eric Holder was the... Uh, Attorney General under Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when the legalization really kicked off. They issued a hold uh, called the Holder Letter. There is an, a letter that was issued by the Department of Justice. You really said, need to just scoot over some, Brian. No. People are commenting that they wanted to see Brian and that no, he's not that's, on. That's you should not how just how scoot works. over a little bit. That is absolutely not how this works. You're just sitting in the <laughs> void. Yep. See, you can't see me. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Uh, so the Holder letter basically said that as long as they were complying with uh, state law, state regulations, then um, what do you want, Shelly? Come here, Shelly. Shelly's got to be on there, too. Come on, Shelly. Shelly's on, but okay. Shelly is so happy that it's the 100th episode. 
so happy. Yay. It's 100. Yay. Yay. Uh, so the whole letter said as long as they were compliant with state law, they wouldn't mess with you. It didn't, it didn't decriminalize it or anything. It did not, you know, they could still go forward with you. Um, but they made it very difficult uh, to comply. But as long as you were in compliance, they would not mess with you. Um, but that was just an advisory letter from the attorney general. It was not anything that said you stop prosecuting. Uh, if you stepped one inch out of the state law, they could come after you um, back then. And still, mostly today, uh, they can't do any banking because banking is federal, federally uh, licensed and federally regulated. You cannot use a federally— uh, That's why people want a crypto. Well, they want crypto, yes, but they were heavy cash business, and you could do— you could do state chartered banks. I don't know if most people understand that there is a difference between a state chartered bank and a nationally, a federally chartered bank. Oh, here he comes. Uh -oh. There he is, there brother he man. Is. Hey. Rod Hickman. Yeah. What's up, What's up man? man? How we doing, bro? Good, good. Cheers. Come on, have a seat. Look, I know you're a preacher, Rod, so I'll move all this uh, devil's uh, <laughs> juice I got yeah. over here. But like I tell y'all all the time, all you need is some crackers and you call it <laughs> that's right. See, that's, that's right. what he said. The preacher man that's said right. it, man. Come on. Hey, I, talking to that mic again. I'm not hearing him, Josh. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Yeah. It's, it's right on the top. It looks like it's reading it. It is. I just can't hear it in my headset. I can't hear it either. Can you hear it? Audience, can you hear him? Yeah, audience, can. let us know if you can hear Rod. He just going to let me know if you hear him. Put it, put like an F on De in Denise the said uh, to remind you, Brian, that she's making your costume, and if you don't get on the camera, that she's going to be upset. I don't care. So I do want to welcome care. a longtime friend of me and the show, Rod Hickman. So uh, he's now joining us uh, for the hundredth episode. Rod's oh. got. Oh, now you got static in me. Oh, engineering. Still static. Still static. It's okay. All right. That's fine. I don't care. I can hear him. I just can't hear him in the headset. So it's fine. He's close enough. I can hear well, him. Well, as long as the audience can hear. So, Rod, you got stuff going on, too. We've been talking about what everybody had going on. And obviously, we're talking about this is the benefit the Tipton Arts Council. So Josh is going to throw it up there. They can cash out the Tipton Arts Council or they can pledge below if they want to make a donation to the Tipton Arts Council. Just say, I pledge five bucks, whatever. And then they'll they'll collect that. Uh, I will match up to $500 any amount that is donated to the Tipton Arts Council, which is a nonprofit. Jerry, so, I, I am prepared to make a. a Michael uh, Hamilton said he can't hear him, Josh. Yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, Michael Hamilton, you need to sponsor I, I the think, show. We've been talking about it. You need to become a sponsor. That, uh, I am prepared to make a donation today, Jerry. It's just that mic. One dime. Oh, great. <laughs> one dime for every person who donates. Well, here, I'm going to move this one. No, no, specifically in dimes. A little closer, because I want to make sure they can hear you, Rod. Why would you do that? Just you because Jerry Jerry hates change. He fears change. Rod, you can scoot closer <laughs> to me. We can be very friendly. So it's got to be in dimes. Yeah. There you sure. go. Now they can. Hey. So anyway, Rod, here I'll back up so you can I'll back up so you can no, use you this one. But I want you to tell everybody what you got going right now because it's <sighs> you've been you've been running for all the political offices. Yeah, for kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So right now, uh, I'm I'm proud to say that I'm running for the mayor of Covington. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. Um, Oh, swapping out the uh, compression mics. Yeah. How's how has that experience been? Because you ran for uh, commissioner too, and now running yeah. for mayor. How has that experience been? Being a business person and then getting into politics. Man, you oh. mu you must have like like no time. Barely little, barely mm. little. Um, so it, it's been fun, right? Because if you follow me, you know I love politics. So you have to have a love for it first and foremost. But yeah, yeah. you also have to have a love for what you do. So my love for politics plus my love for business, it screams that that's it. That's it. 
Uh, I appreciate the support that I did have for the county commission. I missed it by 13 votes, but again, you know, Oof, so for the close. first time, yeah. And and, and here's something. I think that might got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And here's something. All right, now we got it. Okay, can you hear me? Okay, all right. Uh, I would be that guy and say, "Where's my headset? Am I the only one that's not?" Apparently, going to have a headset? you are. But I'm, we, we had another headset. Oh, I, I know, know why. I don't Josh have a has headset. got it. No, I oh, come on I now, Rod. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But no, um, you know, again, I love it. I love politics. I love reading legislation, and I believe that when we get smart people in the right places, they'll do what's best for the community, right? Um, but you have to maintain that servant's heart. And a lot of our elected officials don't have that servant's heart. You don't see them until it's election time. Then they're glad-handing and wanting to kiss your baby and all that there. And I'm, I'm just Shaking babies and kissing hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not that guy. You know? Well, so Daryl managed to dodge the question, so I'll ask him directly. Of and then, course and then I'm going to ask Rod the same thing since we're talking about the politics. But what we were talking about, Rod, Brian and I, was uh, posed the question, what does everyone think about Biden pardoning the simple federal simple possession uh, folks accused of federal simple possession? Daryl, and you don't have to comment, Daryl, if you don't want to. What do you think? <laughs> I'll finish my com my comment on that. Let so, me wait for another administration before I even give that answer. Oh, okay. It, oh, wow. it needs to be rescheduled immediately mm -hmm. or as soon as possible because, you know, and federally, the state, the, this shows the power of the Tenth Amendment. And most people don't know, you know, it's in the Bill of Rights. It's the tenth one of the Tenth Amendments. Uh, all state, all powers not specifically given to the federal government are reserved to the states or the people. Right. Which means the federal government. Right, I'm not gonna go down that. No, go hole. down the rabbit hole. Okay. Federal government is. You got to. Go, if you're gonna go down yeah. the rabbit hole, Brian, you got to get on the camera because yeah. Josh doesn't have anybody. There's no action. So like people are listening, Why is it gonna right? be action? Or watching because they're yeah. watching, and so then we're silent. And, and I, we're, I set up the camera and they don't see you. So just scoot over so they can see your face. Come on, it's the hundredth episode. If you want to talk okay. about the feds, yeah. 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 It took a hundred episodes. Yeah, it to took, get my, exactly. It did. Oh, it did take. No, well, I was, only took I was two on years. Yeah. I was on number. He one. was on okay. number one. I was yeah. on number one. Yeah, man. Yeah. And anyway. now apparently I'm uh, on camera for uh, number one hundred as well. All right. Although it's not really number one hundred. It's a hundred. It's 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 actually more like one seventy or something. But anyway. It's fine. Technically, okay. it's 101, too, because we had episode 000 at the beginning. So. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Math is not our strong suit. That's right. <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead. Your federal tangent. Okay. So the federal government has way grown beyond anything that it was intended to be originally. We were 13 colonies. We were separate. And, and back then, like South Carolina, yep. South Carolina was their country. Yep. Period. It's not, you know, I, I am a citizen of the state of, of South Carolina. That's that right. is my country. That's right. You know, when they declared their independence, everybody was independent. Now, they, they did it together, uh, but they were still independent nations, you know. And the United States, you know, if you think about it, you know, everybody thinks states is states and countries are countries. No. back In international parlance, a state is a country, okay. And the way the United States was supposed to work was we each individual country, what, what, what? Just tell Josh. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, so, yes, it's the United States, United countries coming together to form one nation. And the, and the federal government was supposed to be limited in scope. Only the powers designated in the Constitution, and that's it. You have no. Well, we're gonna get back to that. I think Daryl's slipping out. We're, Everybody, Daryl. Daryl, come on. Thank man. you, thank you for being on, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl did that to slip shuck the weed question. Yeah. He didn't why, want to talk about that? the weed. Why you gotta slip shuck the weed question, man? That's all right. 
wait till somebody else gets it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I don't trust anything comes out of that man's mouth right now. He's got dementia. Well, <laughs> well that, that's why I said, you know, the gesture is a good first start. Yes. But that's all it is. Right. It, it's very, very, Yeah, it's very a political limited. move is what it was. Yeah. If he was really wanting to do something that would help folks, he would have decriminalized it on the felony level. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. But he didn't, and no. so I okay. So I kind of I get the I get, and you're going down a rabbit hole there that we can we can we can address when okay. we get whoever else is coming in, because I have my own views on. Because here's the thing: there's a counter argument to what you're saying, and I'm not saying this is my argument. No, no, but no, the no. counter argument on the state argument that the way it was originally set up is that this is different. The founding fathers didn't anticipate nuclear weapons, didn't anticipate countries that can fire on us here. They didn't uh, okay. anticipate some of this. So my point is a strong federal government, there's an argument. Now, this is not my position, just to be clear. That's not what I think. I th I'm about smaller government, it's right? It's a weak argument. I'm just saying, what do you think? What's the counter to that when people say you need a strong federal government? Uh, you need a strong federal government for the purposes outlined in the Constitution, oh, which no. includes the king is in the house. The national the defense king is here. National defense, <laughs> international relations, uh, interstate commerce, and that's it. That is it. We're literally talking about uh, sort of like constitutional law, and we have Eric Presley has entered the building. Boom. Come on, Eric. You know, Elvis over has here by entered the building. Yeah, yeah. How's it going? All right. Josh, you might need to get, I get Dale to get off camera a, again. You might get to get yeah, Dale a picture. No, you can scoot back on uh, beside him. How's it going? Oh, how are you guys doing? Good the, to see the you. Focus is on Eric. Come on. Welcome Alex. to the hundredth episode of Law Talk. Seems like we've done this before. Yeah, well, just so you know, Eric, yours is the most requested return appearance of any guest that I've had. And make sure you're on this uh, make sure you get on that mic right there. Yeah, you move it however you need to. It's the side of it. Usually I get a mic in front of me and when we sing. Yeah. There it is. You couldn't make you serious? Yeah, no, you've been the one that people want to see the most. Come back on. How you doing, Miss Dale? I'm doing fine. How about you? Good, good. You wanna have my seat? No, sir. You sure? You can sit. Brian, okay. you can scoot back in there. You ain't uh, got to move out. I we can keep can. talking about it. We can get Eric's position on it too here. Okay. Uh, and I want Rod's, because I know Rod's gonna have an opinion. Um, uh, but let me remind everybody too, the whole point here is it's uh, to raise money for the Tipton Arts Council. All you got to do is you can cash app to that link or you can comment below. By the way, Josh, I can't see the comments anymore. My phone died. Okay, so you're going to have to check if, if there's anything else that comes up. My comments you don't can, come up You at can all. comment if you're going to pledge any money to benefit the Tipton Arts Council. So, uh, and Eric, you'll pick up on what we're talking about here in just all a second. Right. But basically the question was, uh, what's everybody's feelings on Biden pardoning federal simple possession convictions and then it's it's now sort of gotten into you know big government versus little government what do you think rod yeah so i think it's i think it's a ploy i think they're doing anything they can for the midterms to try to say hey well we've done this um but i'm the guy that says well if you really want to do something why don't we repeal the crime bill act of 94. Ooh. Nobody knows about that one. That's Nobody what, remembers yeah. about that. Yeah, that that right there, under Bill Clinton, the crime bill yep. of '94 skyrocketed. Indeed, people in jail, specifically black males. Absolutely, and that's my whole point. I mean, going to prison for basically life for crack cocaine, that's or it. you know, speaking of felony possession of marijuana, there are several several highly publicized cases of like a mom who sold some weed to an undercover yep. agent and went to prison for life. Yep. Under the yep. 94 crime bill. But, but for I, weed. But I remember even when he was campaigning for that, um, what is that, that um, 
uh, I forgot what it's called. I'm drawing a blank. But when he was talking about if you had possession of crack the size of a quarter, yeah. you were going to five, jail for five years, even mm-hmm. if it was just possession. simple possession. And, and and what did he say? He said verbatim, I don't care what your uh, background is. But yet and still, that bill is so prejudiced and so biased because it targeted the black community because it did nothing about cocaine. No, it you went can straight have cocaine. for crack. Yeah. It went straight for crack. You can have cocaine. Period. And get probation. You yeah. get crack. You get five years minimum. minimum. And he five was the and he more. was the poster boy for this. Biden. No. Joe, Joseph R. Yeah, that's Biden. right. That's right. Yeah. He was the one, or whatever his middle name is. But yeah. Robinette. Joseph Robinette Biden. He was the one that was. Well, that. on that other issue though, because uh, I, I want to flesh that out, and I, you know, I know we we're going to be very similar minded. I don't know how Eric's going to be on any of it. And Eric, you, you can jump in or not. It's up to you. Some people don't want to get political. Daryl, who ran out of here, he ran out because we started getting into politics. <laughs> so it's fine. But what what's the, the thoughts on the big government versus less government? Me or him? Whoever. Whoever wants to jump in on it. I'm just curious what the position. So, so my, here, I'll give you my position. So first of all, weed should be legal. That's my position, right? Uh, I've told this multiple times before. I've never been a big weed user. I don't, I'm not a, I, I never would be, to be honest. This is not my thing. Uh, however, I think it should be legalized, and I think it should be regulated by the government. And I think there's plenty of tax money there. I, I think that's what should happen with marijuana. I think there's plenty of studies that show benefits to marijuana. I don't feel that marijuana is necessarily a gateway drug. This right here is worse than marijuana, and it's completely legal. Uh, it just makes no sense to me that people that could benefit from it don't have access to legal marijuana. I think it should be legal and regulated. Now, saying that... The completely different argument we're getting into is big government versus small government. Um, I think that there's a balance. I do think there needs to be some evolution in the Constitution, which there has been. That's why we have uh, the ability to do amendments. Um, But, I mean, I think our founders were pretty solid. Part of the reason our economy does so well historically is because of how hard it is to change things, right. how hard it is to push through any legislation. And I think because of that, it creates a stable environment that an economy, an economy can uh, benefit from. So personally, I think that because it's hard to change it, that's a benefit. At the same time, though, I believe in states' rights, because you're right, Brian. The hub of it was, it wasn't like we think of them now. Yep. Actually, the original seat of power was the county. It was even the county was like where you came from as a county was where, what you recognized. You got sovereign citizens That's what today. I was get ready to ask you about the sovereign citizens don't recognize federal power right. or state power. They recognize the county's power. So if you're a county deputy, they think you have some actual authority versus like but a federal do. officer doesn't. Yeah. So anyway, so, what do you think? So, so let me jump in here. So so with the whole weed thing, and you know everybody knows I'm a preacher, but here's the thing, and. At one point in time, I was like, you know, no, no, there's no way. But when it hit home, I remember my father, uh, the last time when he, when he called all his boys home, called us there, I think it was in 2016, 2017. He called us home and wanted to talk about, you know, preparing for everything. And he was in his bed. And I said, hey, Pop, I said, man, won't you come on, you know, so you can take a picture with your boys. You got us here, take a picture. He said, all right, give me a few minutes blazed up a spliff Mm -hmm. and five minutes later he was out there standing up because it helped his pain and i remember that and i took a couple pictures of him at that point in time and so for me at that point in time seeing the medicinal uh benefit that it had i changed my stance i was like because if that can do that for my father it can do that for someone else right 
because again, I'm not a big pill guy. And right. Michael Hamilton, you need to know this, bro. You, you being my uh, provider and all, but I'm not a big pill guy, right? But when I saw that happen to my father, I kind of backed up. Now, at the same time, I can argue at the same time that you've seen people who have tried weed, and that was a gateway drug. So it, it's one of those things where you can't say it's not a gateway drug because you have some people that get started on it and they look for something that's a lot stronger and they use that as a baseline. Do you believe that the, oh, is it the weed that's causing them to be the gateway or you think that the person was already predisposed and weed was just the first Ooh. thing they started with? Because I believe that is that weed just was the first thing they started with. What, what's a Presley position on it? Yeah. Man, I'm just an entertainer. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I understand what you're saying because right now I'm going through a lot of pain myself. Mm. I just suffered a stroke, okay? And I'm a walking miracle right now. I should be in a power chair, my arm like this, and my jaw sagged down. And I don't do drugs, but I've got to the point that I'm in so much pain sometimes, I am tempted to try it. That's right. Leave the pain. That's right. Because my wife will tell you, sometimes my legs are hurting me so bad because I got arthritis yep. all the way down to my neck, to my feet. Right. I need uh, knee replacements. And this knee right here, sometimes it kills me so bad, I got offered to do four shows and I had to turn them down because my doctor, because I was sitting there practicing, and my leg gave out. Right. Mm. So I understand having a smoking a joint or whatever, a blunt or whatever, to leave the pain and it's doctor prescribed medical marijuana, they call miracle, uh, medical marijuana, that's fine. But I understand too that some people get there, they get to get high and they, after a while it doesn't, doesn't affect them anymore. That's right. So they'll go on to something else. That's right. Then they'll go on to something. That next day you see them out in the street laying there dead or That's right. on the street all messed up. Absolutely. So I understand your point. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done it, right. but I am tempted. Right. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you said that because that brings me up to my other point. So as a licensed insurance agent, what I can tell you is a lot of these uh, medicines that people are taking now are hard on your kidneys. So what happens is when that stuff starts, you know, when it's hard on your kidneys and things of this nature, that creates additional problems, you know. So I, that's where I think it gets a little dicey. But I, I think you brought up that sneaky, point. Sneaky, sneaky, Josh. Our bodies um, build up tolerance. And that's where, um, and, and I really like Brian, and I don't like going against what he said, but that's, oh, that's where okay. when, you say, when you say predisposed, I don't think that's the case. I think our bodies build up tolerance. And then once you hit that tolerance level where that threshold is lower or higher, that's when you need more. And that's when people start seeking after more. So. Like I said, I've been around entertainers um, all my life. I've met famous people, and they offer me drugs, and I said, no. I surprise a lot of people because they think I'm an entertainer. Oh, he does it. He does drugs. I don't. Right. Well, but even and uh, uh, you just so people don't know, Eric, because you've been on before, but some people may not know you. You can explain why you resemble Elvis. Obviously, your name is Presley, so you can tell them about it. But you know, Elvis had a drug issue. You know, yes, he did. I, I, it was definitely much deeper than marijuana. Um, so, but anyway, why don't you tell everybody why you look like Elvis? I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I Man, I have been through hell. 
Now, if you think, wow, man, this is cool. This guy looks like the most famous entertainer in the whole wide world. Well, we went through school, and even my teachers, he said, your name Presley, and I'd walk into class, and they'll sit there and stare at me. And they'd make me stare after class, say, are you related? What was he like? And I'd sit there and be late for class. And other times, I got made fun of. I still do. But other times, other people love to take pictures with me. I've done shows for people. I've done shows for charity. And I've made people happy. I look at it that way. Mm -hmm. I've done uh, Wounded Warriors, done a show for Wounded Warriors. I've gone down to the VA, and I've seen those guys with no legs, and they'll get up with the artificial legs, and they'll start dancing. With no legs? And I help. <laughs> no, artificial kids. legs, Jerry. Come oh, on. artificial legs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I've already drank too much, Rod. I thought he said they had no legs and then they were dancing. Yeah, no, he, he said yeah, they, they had no legs, but they, they, they had artificial legs. They've okay. got their artificial legs. Right. Come on, man. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm trying to visualize it. Magic. 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 Well, look. Look, Eric. Let me tell you something. So, look. I like you. And we, you've performed we, for we us. We love you, man. We really enjoy I'd like for you to just hang out with us, right? Because here's here's what I like about it. There's certain people I really, really like. People that are not afraid to be themselves. This is me, 100%. Even, even when you could, you know, you said people make fun of you, this, that, and the other. I, the kicking lawyer thing I get made fun of. A lot of the lawyers try to make fun of it. But, you know, they I can make, make, fun, of make fun of it all the way to it the works. bank. It <laughs> works. Make, make fun of it all the way to the bank, Rod. Yeah, man. Yeah, so... I mean, I just be, I'm myself. And so it's very polarizing. Uh, Ed Doyle told me that. He said he talked to somebody. We were talking about people in the community. He saw the kicking lawyer stuff, and he was like, uh, he had to meet this kicking lawyer guy because people either really like me or they really don't. But it's because I am who I am, right? That's right. And that's one thing I like about you is you, even though you're, you're, you look like Elvis, there's a reason for that. That's because this is who you are. And so anyway, I have a lot of respect for that, man. And you, you, obviously you shouldn't make any apologies for it. I'm sure you've had a, a, a great experiences or you wouldn't continue to do it. Oh, man, I've had some great experiences. I've had, I think the best experience uh, recommendation I ever got. I was in Las Vegas, and I was doing a show. After the show was over, we, the band, and we would sit on a long table like this and then eat dinner. I had a lady come approach me and said, you know, you you look like Elvis, you sound like Elvis, you're great. And I said, well, thank you. I just wish my daughter could see it. I said, well, why? Why, where's she at? She's upstairs in her room. Her sister, which are her aunt, was taking care of her because she had braces on her arms and she was be easy knocked over. I said, I'll tell you what, you come to the show till my guys will come and get you. What would you like, front row seats or back of stage? Front row seats. So I got them down there, and I was saying, and I went down to her, and I took my necklace off, and I gave it to her. And she started crying. She was a 14-year-old girl, loved Elvis. And I got some flowers for them, and some scarves and teddy bears. And she was crying. I said, what are you all doing for supper? Nothing. I said, well, you're going to eat with us. So they sat down and ate with us, and the mother turned to me with tears and said, if you're not Elvis, you should be. Then me, I start crying. Because I think that was the best. I've had a lot of compliments, but I think that was the best one I ever had. Mm -hmm. And the 14-year-old girl, I made her happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you obviously have an impact on people's lives, you know, like this. And and I've got a little uh, more 
perspective on it in the last year or so. I had never, so Josh and I are partnered with Tara Thompson and we promote the Covington Comic Con, right? We've had it two years in a row. And even though I did that, the first year I had never done this cosplay thing. Cosplay is where they dress up in some costume, like dress up as a superhero, a movie thief, Elvis, whoever, right? And so, me, I'm coming as I am. Yeah. So I dressed up this year, though, as budget Batman, right? And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, people get so much joy from that. And that was the thing I liked. They're, and a lot of times it's at my expense. Like, they were making fun of me, honestly, mostly. No. But I don't care. No. I don't know if you know me, Rod, but I really just don't care. Yeah. As long as somebody's getting some joy out of it, I, I enjoyed it. And, and so I think that people that can have that personality, have that perspective on life, you know, that they're just there's a lot to be said about that. Ben, ben Sass says, uh, congrats on 100 episodes. And uh, I also, I had a question I want to ask Eric, because I'm very curious, because I really really enjoyed it. What did you think, or have you seen the new Elvis Presley movie? (laughs) There's a new Elvis Presley movie? Yeah, it's good. I liked it. We'll see what El- we'll see I what Eric says. It's on Netflix or Amazon. Oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet, but it's I've been on HBO. To get down there and see it. Um, I've had a friend show me that I should get down there, and I'd probably be mobbed. If you went to watch it, if I went, I'd probably be mobbed. Well, it's on HBO yeah. Go now, so if you get HBO Go, you can watch it on the app. And you don't have to be mobbed. Was it filmed here? Uh, some of it's filmed here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hmm. I saw it. I saw it, Eric, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. I thought what they did a good job in this movie of doing. Now, there's some parts you're probably not going to like. But the, what they did well is I thought they mixed his background of how he was influenced by gospel music and uh, uh, what was it? Blues. Blues. Blues and gospel music and how that influence sort of developed into the music that he had. Um, anyway, I thought they did a good job with well, it. Well, he was. When he was a boy, he used to go to the black gospel. He loved the black gospel, and so do I. Mm-hmm. Um Matter of fact, when I go to the church, don't get me wrong, I mean, they sing the gospel. It's not upbeat gospel, you know, mm-hmm. I like the upbeat gospel. And I went to a, one of my, my doctor, and it was a preacher there. And we start talking. He says, won't you come sing for my church? I said, okay. All right. I'll do it. So I got up there, and I'm listening to the choir, and start saying amen. And they start picking up, and my legs start moving. He says, Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Bring it on. I come up there and I start moving, doing the gospel, man. <laughs> and they were getting on beat, man. Getting on the beat. I was playing them, saying, "Oh man, oh man," you know, just going at. It. That's the gospel I like. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, I go to church. Well, just so you're aware, Eric, because you used to live around here, right? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm okay. Still here. Rod is the pastor of a church not far from here, and I'm sure he'd be glad to have you come. Yep. That Jerry has never gone to. Well, just, we're not having the religious conversation. And, and, uh, it, just to be to be fair, though, Rod, I don't go to anybody's church. I yeah. go to church under a tree yeah. at three o'clock yeah. every other Sunday or so. I haven't been there the last two or three because. Yeah. And you go there too, yeah. by the way. The the, the, the yeah. church, and I enjoy it because. But I, you know, if I were to go to anybody's, I would definitely come try you out. Yeah, so no, tell no. everybody which church it is and where you're at. So it's Redeeming the Time Gospel Ministry. We're right there, uh, sixteen thirteen Hyde Park Circle. Uh, if you don't know where that is, if you're going towards the jail from the high school, South College, before you hit the uh, train tunnel, it's up on the corner, on the right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not. I've got a question for Eric. Um, you and I had talked before about everything, and then you told me at one point that you were like world champion Elvis impersonator, or you were in the finals, or I think you. I came world champion one time. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Where is 
So I've, I, Rod's in the military. We've been all around the world. Where is the furthest place that you've ever uh, done a show, and where is the weirdest place you've ever done a show? <laughs> okay. That's two questions. <laughs> I have been. So you, you were world champion at one point. Okay. I've been around almost all. I was in the Army, and they told me, join the Army, you see the world. Huh. <laughs> From the back of a Humvee. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, with the top over yeah. so you can't yeah. see the world. <laughs> so when I got into this, it was by accident, but I have gone everywhere and performed everywhere in this state of the Union. I have not been to so a you've been to all 50 states? All 50 states. <gasps> oh, wow. I didn't even got that. The only place I haven't been is Hawaii. Okay. Wow. And I, have, I want to go to England so bad. And this is my uncle. He's first cousin with Elvis. And I, this is where he came to my house. It's down there, yeah. Oh, yeah, the light. He's first cousin with Elvis, and he uh, was going to be the Grand Marshal over England. And he came over to my house to learn uh, Green Green Grass at Home. Now, he does the karaoke thing. He has to look at the lyrics. And I told my uncle, there ain't no lyrics there. you got to remember in your head, man. you got to remember them. So he came over about two weeks, two weeks in a row, and he, start, he learned it because he was playing with a TCB band. He did very well. Taking care of business. Did very well. I would love to go to England. That's the only place in your foreign country I like to go, hmm. is England. I have met a lot of English people when I used to perform down on Beale Street. Very nice people. Uh, they conduct themselves like in an honorable way. Prim and proper. That's the word. That's the word. And they say, oh, boy. If you would come to England, you'd be a smash hit. He said, once you come to England, and when that time, I thought about moving to England. Oh, wow. Because they said, you would make, you mm-hmm. make it. But I said, no, I can't do that because I'm a sportsman. I have firearms. They love to hunt. Right. And they don't like firearms, so that crosses the sword with me. But they're very kind people upright people i have a lot of respect for england they're great people well, where's the weirdest place you've ever performed you really want me to get into that? It's yes probably gonna, it's probably absolutely. gonna be our uh <laughs> <laughs> do you party. really want me to get into that <laughs> yes okay i wasn't anticipating that but <laughs> you, you guys asked for it y'all probably throw me out of here but i'll tell you what oh no absolutely not the weirdest place i ever done was on a bus <laughs> <laughs> I had a lawyer <laughs> call me up, quote, mm, there we go, called me up, hey, Eric, won't you do a show for us? Out of the balloon, I couldn't rehearse, I couldn't get the band together, uh, the, equipment, the equipment didn't work, I'm sitting there yeah, you, on a you bus. Yeah, you couldn't get the equipment to work. Josh was a, a terrible limo bus now, let me get this straight, a limo bus, beautiful bus, man, I loved it. And I'm sitting there singing, Johnny Be Good. It's still singing, I'm yelling it. You know, the dead mic. And I was like, this is not me because I like to be professional. Right. And oh, they that. said they enjoyed the show, but here was a pole. The bus would stop. And I'd go like, <laughs> <laughs> look like I was a drunken Elvis, man, I'll tell you. It had stripper poles in it. <laughs> the, the, the person who hired me. Fell on top of me. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I asked the lawyer, I said, we got to stop making like this, Jerry. People going to talk, man. With that Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> so no. what I did, I got smart. 
I got I, I got respect for strippers now. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I put my leg around the pole, grabbed wow. the mic, and I start saying Johnny be good, holding on to the pole, trying to move with the, with the pole. That so that great, is that was a great night. The weirdest, great night. weirdest show I have ever done. <laughs> so, before, so was that before cell phone footage came out? No, this was a year ago. Yeah. It was our firm party. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. We had our quarter, our quarter one when they hit the record. So what I do is these excursions for our law firm, right? And so I just interviewed him, and I really enjoyed getting to know him. And I was, he was talking about doing these shows. So what I did is it was all a surprise. They didn't know. I actually know. suggested as a joke to you. We rented surprise. the par- a party bus. It was okay. like a stripper bus, right? It had these poles in it and lights and the whole deal. And I got them all food and drinks and stuff. It was all great until they had the, the big. Yeah, uh, and it had like strobes. <laughs> strobes. <laughs> going off. And so we, we hired Eric to come perform. And then I, the bus took them all to throw axes. So then he went and threw axes with us at the the place in Oakland, I think is where we went. And then the bus breaks down on the way back in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it, it was a very memorable night. So, yeah, so. I get off the bus. And everybody, beep, 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 Elvis, beep, beep, beep. And I said, you damn it. I said, you fools, don't you all stop if you're Elvis fans and give us a lift home, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm standing out there in a jumpsuit. Or at least pay pay for a show. Come on, now. Right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, jo- Josh, the engineer, couldn't make that. Well, one I, was, I was last minute volunteered to be engineer. I didn't even know Ooh. that I was going to be doing that. I don't even Jerry. remember the music. I remember him singing, but I don't remember this, the him having a mic or it not working. Jerry we were trying like, to get the was it the is a CD it was player? A CD back. player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we couldn't yeah. figure out how to get the damn thing yeah. to work. To work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. You brought a lot of joy to folks, and I have great memories of it. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the it. The staff still talks about that. They still talk about it. Yeah, that. no, I mean, everybody's going to talk about it. It's very memorable. Oh, it was a great time. Yeah. That's why I, I wanted to get you to come to our else. poker night sometime. Oh, yeah. I think that would yeah. be great. I thought that was somewhere else. I did not know. Oh, no, this was here. It was here about a, it was a year, a little over a year yeah, ago. A year and seven months. Yeah, first quarter of last year. It was an extremely That's hilarious. Memorable, extremely memorable night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their second excursion, they went to eat at a... Irwin Jennings, Irvin, some, they wanted a fancy dinner, so we took them to eat. Anyway, I tried to do whatever. The staff, that's what I was talking about. I got a list here of people to, to thank on why we have a 100th episode. And obviously, it's a lot of you guys for being guests and being friends of the show and stuff. Um, you know, I talked about Josh and my wife, all the guests, the staff, you guys, like the law partners over the years have been supportive of letting me do this crazy stuff. Sometimes y'all do shoot the stuff down, but generally, y'all let me have free reign to do what Very I think I need to do. Very rarely do we ever shoot anything down. Yeah. They may tell you it might not succeed, but mm-hmm. and then most of the times we're proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say at this good. point in time, I my default is absolutely yes. On a very rare occasion, when I say no because you know it's always worked. I got a personal injury commercial, slip and fall. I have oh, to show y'all that they vetoed; they wouldn't let me air it. That was terrible. It's very extreme. <laughs> terrible. Did you have whiskey in it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, I can't remember what? the pig was in it or not. You can't cue it up, Kenny was, Josh. Was Justin, oh, was was Justin uh, in that one? No, no, no. That was one where you did it on a green screen. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And so it was right. just, it was no, making no. fun of all the personal injury lawyers. No, it's terrible. So, well, one thing I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit. So terrible, pull it up. That I wanted to talk to all of He's you about. Because to some degree, all of you have got not only life experience, but success in your different fields, right? And so one thing that I've been thinking about recently, I started listening to, uh, I do a lot of audiobook stuff and I read the books. You know, I like books. People know that. Anyway, I've been reading The 48 Laws of Power. It's a very interesting book. 
And it's not about becoming a friend or even a leader. It's about acquiring power, which is sort of a different if your goal is just power, right? So then I got thinking about if I were to come up, if I were to write a book about like what I consider like 10 laws or rules to success, what I think are important uh, <laughs> concepts for people all to know. So if you could narrow down what, what in your life you found has been a successful principle to literally a single principle. So, for example, one of the things that I would say is self-discipline. I think it's very important to have discipline. This, this podcast as an example. Sometimes we might have one person watching. We still do it. It That's doesn't right. matter. I do it every Tuesday, 5 o'clock. It's either pre-recorded or live. We do the podcast, and it's not an if, and, or but. We're going to do it, period, right? So it's just being consistent and having the discipline to get up and do it. Same thing with working out. Same thing with becoming a better lawyer. Any of these business ventures, it's discipline, discipline, discipline. So if I picked one concept, that would probably be the one that I tell people is most important. So I'd go around the table and see what you guys think as a, a piece of advice for people to achieve success. Pastor Rob, what do you think? So mine would be simplification. General Colin Powell said that the greatest leaders are always the best simplifiers uh, because in order to be a simplifier, it means that you have to know what it is that's going on and be able to then convey that uh, because that, that simplification goes so far, right? You can, you, know, you can know it in your head, but if you can't get it to the people that you're looking to have the authority or power over, that, you know, it's going to die with you. Right. So I think simplification for me is hmm. one of the ones that I found, uh, especially in the financial service business, right? Especially with people's 401ks and they're losing them. Right now, I simplify that for them because it's it's Arabic to them, you know? And they're like, hey, man, I don't know. They just told me this. Well, no, well, think about it like this. Mm -hmm. And so, and I even use that even when I'm preaching. I use that method of simplification because when people understand and when people are educated and informed, they make informed decisions. Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. This is going to shock you. Self-love. Self-love. Not, not conceited. That's right. Self-love. You kind of mentioned it, you know, you do the kicking lawyer because it's you. You do Elvis because it's you. Um, if people make fun of you, if you have a positive self-image, right. who cares? That's right. Make fun of me all you want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, lack of shame is That's a right. good is 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 can go do wonders. Self love is what you got to have because if you have positive body image, positive image of yourself, that's right. Your critics, your criticisms, people that you know, like a lot of people do suffer from. Well, what are people gonna think about me? Oh my, what do they? What, what, I don't look right. Oh my God, people. You know, if you love yourself, everything else will fall into that's place. Right. You got to do all those other things too, that's but right. you've got to love yourself first. Not conceited. Yep. Not like, oh, I'm the greatest. No, you just love yourself. You are who you are. Yep. And accept yourself for who you are, and then everything else should fall into place. Because, you know, uh, Mayor Harrington, shake them haters off. Shake them haters off. Yes, who cares? Love yourself. Love others. Don't be, don't be a dick. Yeah. I think that's powerful because what, what happens is when you do that, mm -hmm. you tend to be a trendsetter. Right, because people mm -hmm. look and say, "Oh, okay, well, this person bucked the system, so I'm gonna do what they do." There is always something positive in anybody. Yes, even even Hitler or Jeffrey Dahmer, they had positive qualities. Yep. I'm not saying they're great, but what I'm saying is always find something. You know, <laughs> somebody said, "Love yourself enough to be on camera, Brian." <laughs> <laughs> 
I love myself enough to where my soul's not getting stolen, okay? <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Well, Touche. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Like I said, I've had some good and positive and negative. Um, I think what I enjoy most, my wife's, I don't know, She, I will sit there for dinner, and someone will come up and talk to me. He's an Elvis fan, and there's, sometimes they're just terrified to even come approach me. I've noticed and they will sneak and take a picture of me while they're on that cross the table. But I don't come over and talk to me, and I'll push my dinner aside, and I will talk to them. And they say, I've seen your show, or I've seen you in town. Uh, you're a real nice person. You know, you're really awesome. Let me tell you a little story. As a, back in Virginia, I was when I used to live in Virginia, I had a guy get a real job. I said, okay. I just got back from Vegas. I made thirty thousand dollars. And I saw him. I said, let me ask you a few questions. If I can. Well, you know, I'm a little smarty. What? I said, how much you make a day? <coughs> well, yeah. I said, just deal with me. How much you make? I make fifteen dollars an hour. Blah 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 blah. I said, how much you make a month? He said, where are you going with this? I said, just go with me. How much you make a month? He said, well, I'll make a little two grand. Hmm. Pull out my check. $30,000, baby. Now I'm going to buy me a car and pay it off. I think I do have a real job. And his wife went, hit him. See, shut up. She told him to shut up. So I kind of rubbed the salts in his womb. I, sh I don't do that, really. But he just asked for it too much. But I'm very happy who I am. I'm very happy who I look like. I'm very happy my family and what I do. I make people happy. And they don't like it. They don't have to look at me. And that's how I look at it. I know I go every time I go into anywhere, I get heads turned. I'm EF Hut, man. They just turn and, mm -hmm. and look. Yeah, that's all right. I don't care. And they sneak pictures. I mean, they can come up. And I don't, I've got two heads and fangs, man. They can come up and talk to me. Yeah. But I'm happy what I do, and I'm proud of my last name. And my wife there, she, keep, <laughs> she keeps me straight. My lovely wife over there, Dale. Uh, she keeps me straight on gigs and, and things like that. You know, she's, she's my rock. Mm -hmm. She's... He does a lot. Sometimes I don't have the band, like she was going to have uh, the disc jockey equipment, mm -hmm. you know, amplifiers and all that. Well, we still want to get you at the cellar if you if you can figure out how to make it work out. Because I know you had the health issues and stuff, but uh, every Friday night we have live music. Oh, really? So, what about Carrie? I went down there. Uh, we're trying to do that on Wednesdays. Okay. It actually was supposed to start this Wednesday, but we're going to do it next Wednesday, I think. Oh. Yeah. I went down there and I saw it and uh, I talked to the cook. Mm-hmm. And I somehow I've come out, you know, just before I went to the doctor, and he told me, no, mm -hmm. no shows yet. I said, okay. I was looking forward to it, but I saw the layout, I saw the small stage, and there's a corner. Have you ever heard Space Odyssey? Mm -hmm. Is that introduction? And that would play, and I would come out of that corner and come on stage and do my thing. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's going to be awesome. I said, yeah. You know, the cook was very, very helpful, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you talk to Reggie? Is that how you yeah. talked to? Yeah. yeah. Black fella. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. He's a chef, yeah. 
Yeah, Reggie's very talented. He's he's part of the reason that the seller has been successful. He's really good at coming up with unique dishes. Um, so and Josh too. Are you still over there? Yeah, can't see you. I was gonna ask you what I you hope thought. I am. Somebody's what do you think about one uh, factor you would tell people that is leads to success? Um, to not be afraid to learn new skills, probably. Like uh, he said, not be afraid to learn new skills. Like in the past two years, you know, my knowledge around both marketing and finance has increased astronomically. That was just from watching YouTube videos, and mm -hmm. researching it, and uh, you know, not being afraid to, you know, learn different things that I might not would have otherwise. That's cool. Yeah, I think you got. I got. I think you got to be open to one of the. I was trying to think through if I were to list like ten laws. And one of them was knowledge. I think it's important to, to have knowledge of a lot of different issue, different areas. And even if you're not a master of all of them, just having a general knowledge of uh, of different things means you can talk about different things with different people. Um, so, and, and Eric, I'm not going to put you on the spot either, but last time people enjoyed when you sang. I'm not going to put you on the spot to sing unless you decide to. But I do want you to think through that if you would like to sing. Rod especially, I'm sure, would like eye contact during the song. Right, Rod? Absolutely. Please. <laughs> 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 yeah. It always gets weird on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be weird. Yeah. It's just got to be unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like yeah. the blues? All day. Yeah. You know Steamroller Blues by B.B. King? I don't. All right. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. I'm a steamroller, baby. Boom, 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 boom. Brought to roll over you. Ba da ba ba. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I'm a steamroller, baby. Boom, boom, boom. Brought to roll over you. I'm gonna check your soul with steam rock and roll. Shoot you for the rhythm and blues. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I just Am like I it because I, I just like it because Rod got got gazed. Got gazed over. <laughs> I right, sure panties, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I can sing now. Don't put him yeah. on the spot. He can do some uh, yeah. sing. He does some preaching too. I go to the again. I go to this church under the tree thing. Y'all are welcome to come. Y'all are around here. It's doesn't cost nothing. Sundays at three o'clock in the middle of Fraser Park is in the middle of the hood, and we go out there. And the way it developed was. Uh, Ed Doyle, who was on my podcast, he called me on my bull because I was saying my I struggle with organized religion because generally you'll have preachers that are supposed to be following God's way and they'll you know they fly a million dollar jet and they got this huge house and I'm like eh, I don't wow. think Jesus would do that I struggle with that yeah I struggle with that so anyway uh, he was like well I got it this for you we go under a tree ain't asking for money don't do nothing whoever shows up is there. They don't, it, whether they a drug dealer, a gangbanger, a prostitute, everybody's welcome. And then they preach a little thing, just talk. Rod does it sometimes. His wife does it. Ed does it sometimes. His wife does it. Those are the folks that Jesus hung out with. Yeah, Jesus that's a, that's my thing. Know. It's it's called and church the way Jesus the did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way ch the church the way Jesus did it. So I've been going and I enjoy it. I got a lot out of it. Like I mean, literally the very first thing that he talked about was like the way you pray. And I took, uh, that benefited me greatly because to this day, every time I pray, I think about it. Because he was talking about how a lot of times we get into the habit of prayer. Yep. Where it's just you're sitting there and you pray the same thing. And you just, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. Or I pray right before I eat. It's the same thing. And it's just this monotony. And it's not a, a fervent, real prayer. And he went over the five, because uh, he used his hand, I remember, uh, stages of prayer. But anyway, my point is I get a lot of benefit from it. And um, 
So I invite everybody to come. They'd love to have you guys or anybody watching if you're interested. Speaking of which, I forgot that it's been a while since we told you. If you're watching still, thank you, (laughs) or if you're new, but we are raising money for the Tipton Arts Council. All you got to do is cash Apple money there, or you can comment in the uh, comments below and pledge a certain amount of money. I will match your donations up to $500, and it all goes to the Tipton Arts Council, which is the nonprofit that supports the Ruffin Theater. So hopefully some of you guys will take advantage of that. I don't care if it's a dollar or five dollars. If you're watching this and you've ever gotten any benefit from the podcast, I would ask that you donate some money to the Ruffin Theater. It's a good, a good nonprofit, a good charity to support. Right. Yeah. Right. So Elvis wanted me to sing. So. Oh, okay. I'm shut up. You get, get your sing on. Get your sing. Every on. time I turn around, the Lord is blessing me. Every time I turn around, the Lord is blessing me. Every time I turn around, the Lord is blessing me. And he's blessing me right, right now. I got to sing for the cane. Sing with the cane. I remember that. So sure. I do want to say this. I, I want to say that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, sir. Go ahead. Because I was going to touch on legalizing marijuana. Go ahead. Oh. Okay. Jerry, did you think that would stop the opioid crisis? No. Nope. No. 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 Absolutely not. Is there, you think there is an opioid crisis? <clears throat> uh, yes. Absolutely. But I think we that's. See it every day. A, yeah, I was going to say, I think the opioid. Well, well, first, let me back up. Let me go and let you make your comment, and then we can circle yeah. back into that. So, so I do want to say, because uh, I do need to go, but uh, I do want to say that uh, thank you so much for having generational wealth builders on here uh, so many times. And so uh, we are actually expanding. You know, we're right across the street there, and now we're getting ready to go into another suite because we've just grown. Oh, that that's much. awesome. I yeah. talked to Bobby yesterday. Yep. I walked in the uh, Taekwondo school because, you know, they're trained there, right? And I sat down, and I was saying hi to him. And he goes, uh, hey, when can I meet with you to talk about your uh, key man policy? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, hey, that's great. Because look, <laughs> look, man, look, here's the thing. We got to have one. I know. Look, people people proposition me for stuff all the time, yes. right? Yes. But I respect the hustle. Yes. Because I hustle, too. Absolutely. So it doesn't ever bother me when people take the initiative to go, hey. Now, now I don't want them to get their feelings hurt when I go, look, I'm not interested. Yeah. or look, but But I respect it. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing good. So tell everybody how to find you um, if they want to in the Generational Wealth stuff. Yeah, Generational Wealth Builders. You can go to our website, Generational Wealth Builder, Generational Wealth Building with RodHickman.com. Uh, or you can catch me on Facebook at Rod Hickman's Generational Wealth Builder page. And um, basically what we do, we help people save, grow, and make money by helping you get out of debt, helping you prepare for retirement, and getting you the best life insurance that money can buy. Uh, and we give it to you for the low, low. Right, so even if you have pre-existing conditions and all of that, <clears throat> we're, we're really able to help you. We I specialize helping people with diabetes, uh, and if you're A1C, <laughs> you know, with your A1C, we can take a look at that, and we just have some great options for you, and it won't break the bank. Uh, and a lot of our policies have uh, the type of um, riders where, God forbid, once you're covered, if you like have a heart attack, stroke, something like that, can't work, they'll they actually hurt. give you your money up front which will help you now uh and so that's some of the stuff that we do that's just some of it and you know glad to be working with the money man that's what i call him the money man bobby d clary 
uh, and Legacy Bridge Builders. Bobby D. Clay, the money man. You got to start it like that. He's the money man. Yeah, him and his wife, Tiffany. Uh, we went to Vegas uh, in August, man, mm -hmm. and it, it was just a powerful, powerful. How is it being a preacher in Vegas? How was that? It's interesting, yeah. right? Especially with, the city, chicks, especially with the chicks walking up to you like, hey, you want to take a picture? And I'm like, no, I'm good. They're like, well, let us take a picture with your wife. Like, hold on now. This is mine right here. <laughs> <laughs> you go get your own. But, uh, but either way. But what I wanted to say is uh, uh, Generational Well Builders are going to donate $100. Oh, well, thank oh, you. To wow. the That's thank you very do. much. Yeah, man. That's I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to donate. And I appreciate you, Rod. You've always been a good friend to me and to coming on the show and stuff. And uh, yeah, I do want to, in the future, we've talked about doing some stuff where we just coke because you and I really like talking about political stuff right. that a lot of people won't touch. So, <laughs> And if you want to match his donation, there's the Cash App, and you can also just comment below and pledge an amount, and we'll reach right. out to you and set up the payment. You can just say, hey, I donate $5 or whatever. But uh, this is the whole thing here is the 100th episode is to benefit the Tipton Arts Council, which manages the Ruffin Theater. That's right. And I do want to thank previous guests, current guests, and uh, again, Rod, uh, for being here and generational wealth and all the people with him has been very supportive. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Listen, yeah. Cheers. It's been good. All right. I love you, Rod. Even though you won't drink bourbon with me, I get yeah, it. No, it's no, okay. Man. Jesus didn't drink grape juice, but anyway. He said, well, okay. All right. So, Eric, have you got anything coming up? I know you're trying to heal and everything, but you got any stuff coming up? Well, like I said, I. <laughs> I've had four uh, people come, people come up and ask me to do shows for them, but mm -hmm. I can't do it yeah. because my health. Mm -hmm. As soon as I, what it is, I'm on the blood thinners, mm -hmm. and the heat and exertion, I start, you know, like rocking back and forth. I get dizzy. I get lightheaded. You can't just sing, sit and sing. Oh man, I can't sit still. I'm you dead can't. if I sit still, man. Yeah, I, gotta I understand. Move, you got to move. Yeah, Elvis moves, man. That's now that's what is. James said. I think you talked right, to James. I'll, I'll tell you what. Okay. My former church I used to go to. Uh, the bishop was there. We wanted to do a show at, uh, what was it? Uh, Marriott. Marriott, Marriott. And I was afraid because I started thinking, you know, back in the 1950s, you know, Elvis, Pelvis, you know, and Balker, and I can't do this in front of church people. So I stood there and sang. And my pastor's doing this. Moving them feet, so he baby. Comes up, What's wrong? I said, I can't gyrate. He says, move. I said, okay, you asked for it. And I start moving, man. And everybody loved it. The women loved it. The guys loved it. They just went crazy over it. Mm -hmm. I can't stand still. Even when I had the stroke, I was determined I was going to move. I was not going to be put in a wheelchair. Because I saw one of my, my stepfather. He had a stroke, and he was messed up. When they were wheeling me in, it was kind of funny. Was, I was going down in a gurney, and they said, man, Elvis, is, that's Elvis, that's Elvis. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, my mouth's way over here. I'm aware. Can't, ain't no way. Then I asked the doctor, will I be able to form again? And the doctor said, no. But you did not believe him, and no. that's the point. Mm -hmm. No, I was more determined. And my wife will tell you when I get done. I was determined, I, I am not going to be like that. So it, the nurse was says, I prayed to God. I said, God, if you're going to take me, take me now. I don't want to be a, a nuisance, a burden to my wife or anybody. So he healed me. I start moving my leg. What she did is hold my leg up and I count it to 10, high as you can get it. 
First, I count it to three, it dropped. Then I start improving. And I start improving. And she said, this is amazing. So I had my own therapy. I call it rock and roll therapy. Okay? may sound trademark crazy that. or stupid. <laughs> but it trademark that. It worked. She'd go to bed. I'm a night owl because I used to do shows at night. I can't go to bed early. I just can't. I'll lay there and toss and turn. So I put the old goodies on, like Little Richard and so on. Long Tom Sally? Move my leg like this. <laughs> start moving my leg like this, you know. Then I pick myself up on a coffee table and I raise myself up and I start doing this. Moving to the music. Then I get on the floor and put my feet on the wall and scoot back. And pick my hands, go back, and scoot back again. So I said, determined I'm not going to be like that. Uh, when I go, this is how I want to go. I want to go on stage when I sing a song, do a show, an outstanding show, then drop dead behind the stage. <laughs> you know That's what? I, I, I like go. the way you think. Uh, so let me ask you this. How long ago did you have your stroke? Because you do not look like you have had a stroke ever. February. I mean, honestly. That's February 26th. Seriously? Yes, sir. Yes. Seriously, because my granddad had a stroke and he was debilitated for the rest of his life. Well, he had and a. You manifested it by yep. saying, "Look, like I, this ain't me. I ain't gonna do it. You move forward." Yeah, he did. He had the clot was on the right side of the brain. Right. He escaped from the heart. They got him there within five minutes to oh, reverse, man. get the medicine to reverse the effects. Right. That's that's huge. And they said he is a walking miracle. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't even know. He said he had a stroke. I was like, "What?" He was released within two days. Interesting. Two Man. days. Doctors just shook their head. He says, you're a walking miracle, Mr. Uh, Preston. Hmm. No, God did that to me. Yeah, exactly. So everything's good now? No, he just had surgery on Wednesday. He had two blocked arteries in the right, leg. Right, Which So they do what, uh, the, where they do the, the catheter, uh, catheter down their yeah. leg and had to unblock them. That was the second one he has done so far. So hopefully... This one is the last one, hopefully. Hopefully. For you, you were going to say something about the opioid crisis. Yes, sir. I do. Talk and to me. It, it kind of makes me mad about, you know, the opioid crisis because, you know, with people that are in real, real pain really need their medicines. Mm-hmm. Me, brother. And they can't get it. Right. Because it's being sold out on the street with fentanyl in it and whatever else is in it. And it's sad. Right. Because when he goes to get his pain medicine, it's like, you got to go to pain management and all this. And you take your pills. They got to count every pill. Oh, they've, they've locked it way down it because they have so to. It is so sad for right. the people that really need it. But, okay. Legalize weed, man. That's what I say. They should legalize marijuana, really. Yes, they they should, should. Because, you know, a simple possession of marijuana, whoopee-doo. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. They're getting tickets for it. Basically, at this point in time, yes. They should be. I mean, it's, it is still illegal in the state of Tennessee. However, um, you know, my wife, I always talk about my wife. She, you know, she's a psychiatrist, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, MD, medical doctor. Mm-hmm. She prescribes it because she has seen and read the studies. Exactly. And it is so amazingly mm-hmm. uh, diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick Simpson oil helps cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's studies out there. Look it up. I'm not trying to say exactly. there's studies or not, but it, you know, it can cure or at least uh, alleviate a lot of the cancer stuff yes. out there. But you know, yes. well, the look, here's the thing: if people that have terminal illnesses, right, what difference does it make? 
Because. No, but I'm saying, like, no, no, why no, do no, people I, get so angry when I think that if you have a terminal illness, if you want, I mean, as long as it's not affecting other people, that's if, you saying, take fentanyl, if you want to take fentanyl, if you want to take experimental drugs, yeah, well, whatever. In Arizona, I mean, they on. had this thing called the right to try. Mm-hmm. Bill, it's a right to try bill to do, you know, people who are terminal, they're definitely going to die. Uh, and I say definitely because it's what doctors say uh, to take experimental treatments, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's very strict protocols on who can do what. And Arizona passed a, a bill called the right to try bill. And that allowed patients to say, look, I'm going to I'm going to die in like six months. I want to try this treatment. And they could, you know, and it's. Going back to your statement about power, 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 and control, stop yeah. trying to control people. Exactly. Let them do the, As long as they're not bothering anybody else, yep. infringing on other people's rights, let them do what they're going to do. You know, I agree. Once they ask themselves, like me right now, I hurt so bad at times because mm-hmm. of arthritis, I need knee replacements. I'm almost in tears. I would take my medication when it was prescribed. It was, you know, medication for, and I feel 100% I could move, I can function, I can move. And I would take my medication two hours before a show. It loosened me up. And I could move and do a show. Ask themselves, are they so against it? How would you like to wake up in the morning that you can't hardly get out of bed and you hear your bones crack and your knees hurting so bad and your back, you just feel hurting all over. You just don't want to move. And sometimes you just wish you could just pass. Ask yourself that. Yeah. Well, but see, the problem is people, this is a problem with multiple things, not just this issue, mm-hmm. is people struggle to put themselves in someone else's shoes, mm-hmm. whether it's the issues of abortion or religious issues or weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for people to say, um, you're wrong, but yet they haven't been there. You know, they haven't had that weight or felt that pain or whatever and struggled with it. So, you know, I just that's why I tend to, you know, lean libertarian to where, look, as long as whatever you're doing is not hurting me or somebody else, what do I care? Why, why should I care what you're doing or not doing? You know, if you want to be, you know, like stuff like the whole transgender thing that people are, I don't care. Man, you want to dress up like a chick? Dress up like a chick. Whatever makes you happy, I don't care. I don't think it's We've cool. We've been dressing up like chicks at Rocky Horror. Well, that's for you specifically, <laughs> have, but I'm just saying. He gets it. He gets yeah. it. <laughs> I got a funny story of that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dressing up like a chick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. G- give it to us. Come on. Come oh, on. man. I was doing a show, and we were rocking the house, man. The people just rocking the house. And the stage is right here in the main entrance, right near the stage. So this transgender. You ain't going to tell me Lola showed up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting there singing like this, man. I was rocking, and I saw it come in. I just went, I paused. And I just paused. I went, I've never saw one. I'm a townhome country boy from a small town, Virginia. And I saw it. I went, what in the hell is that? (laughs) 
then you know the girls will come up the stage and i'd shake hands they'll hug me and i'll say oh please god don't let that come up and hug me please <laughs> <laughs> please don't let that because she was it or, or she or he or whatever you want looking at me she said you know doing her thing i said oh lord please don't let her come up <laughs> hug me please please and she she i guess she read my body language to stay away from me but she did and i said thank you lord i have no problem with but just you know I don't know how to explain it. I just, you know, I just believe men should be men and women should be women. And if they want to do and, uh, that, that's fine. Well, yeah. well, so that brings me to another thing I actually had as a topic to discuss. Sort oh, of. What, sort what, of. What? What were we so, talking about here? Sort of. Last topic that I had, which is about right, because it looks like we've got um, not, not a ton of time left. So a new thing that I think is interesting, and I've talked about it briefly on here before, is it's become not cool to be masculine. Like it's if you're a man, toxic masculine. Yeah, and you're a traditionally masculine man that that's frowned upon. Jerry, love and myself. There's some new terms though. Like you got this Liver King guy that I like, by the way. I think he's cool. Ooh. He's got some good tenets too. The Liver King, and he calls it primal or subprimal. So primal are they're masculine guys or women. Women can be primal also. That you're your best, fullest, traditional self. So you're talking about he man and Shira. Sort of. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then subprimal. You remember Shira? Yeah, there it is. Subprimal would be like I get offended by everything. I'm a Karen, or I'm a you a know like male. yeah, you're a beta. It's the same thing. Alpha versus beta. So what do you guys think about that? About uh, I mean, I know what I think. It, it's fine to be. It, it, like I said, if you want to be a beta, that's fine. But you know, there's nothing wrong with being a primal, a, a, an alpha type male. What do you think? He's looking at all my stuff, looking at my collection. Me and you got a lot in common. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. No, that's good. I mean, I see one of my rooms. I got nothing but superheroes, G.I. Mm. Joe's back in yeah. the 60s. Well, I almost put these on. So these are not Elvis, but they're MC Hammer glasses. So they're close. So I'm going to be like Eric there. Well, anyway, so primal, subprimal, what do you think? I like a man ma masculine. A masculine I'd rather have, man. yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I think traditionally a lot of people do. I think it's a fringe in that people don't. But my point is, I don't care if they want to be oh. subprimal or beta. It's just, it's okay to be an alpha male. Mm -hmm. It's cool to be. Brian and I got in, I, we mentioned it before, but we, we're, we're like <laughs> traditional male friends, right? Mm -hmm. We love each other, and there are times we hate each other. Oh, yeah. And we will occasionally. Yeah, I, don't, I don't ever hate I you. don't hate you either, but I mean, we'll get where we're pissed you at each take other. You take the piss out we of each other. Yeah, we get pissed at each other. But like uh, a few weeks ago, oh, a couple weeks ago, we literally got in a physical thing where we were kicking each other in the crotch and we're 40-something-year-old guys, right? But and not that that's the right way to do it, not that you should handle it, but we're still friends. I mean, if anything, we're as close as two guys can be without being gay lovers, right, Brian? <laughs> I'll agree with that. Okay. okay. I'll agree with that. But we're very, uh, I would like to think that we're very uh, male, masculine male. Who right? got kicked the most? Well, uh, so, once each, actually. No, yeah. So he didn't realize <laughs> what happened is he didn't realize he hit me. We were doing play practice, this Rocky practice. And Brian, I, as a part where I kick, well, Brian hit me. In, he was aiming for my rear end, which is part of the show, but he hit me in the crotch. And it was solid. Like, I, I hurt the next day. It was bad. Well, I was already upset with him for a few other reasons. They were valid. And so I'll go down. I'll and, agree with that. And I'm hurting. And so then he continues singing. Well, now all I see is red. I'm pissed off, right? So I get up, and like any too aggressive dude, I guess, 
I walk over and it's tit for tat and I just kick him in a crotch. Just straight up <laughs> kick him in a crotch in front of all these people. And I was oblivious to these other people and the fact that I'm a grown man and supposed to be a professional and a lawyer and all at the mo at the moment I was just a dude that had gotten being wronged by another dude and I had to get him back. And so I kicked him. And so then he gets up to come at me and now we're both super pissed. And I'm like, <laughs> you come at me, uh, it's going to be bad, Brian, don't, I'm mad. And so then he's like, screw it, and uh, left, and everybody thought that it was the end of Huffman Mason. And the next morning, everything's fine. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it happens. Can you Taekwondo, both of you? Yeah, uh, so, hey, well, did we talk about that last time? Yeah, yeah. well, I'm a keto. A keto. Because, you know, Elvis did Pasaru with Kang Ree. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I have some pictures, because Kang Ree was my instructor at one point. Really? He sure was. And I have photos from him of him and Elvis, because Elvis had a uh, special silk gi that he yeah, wore yeah. Mm -hmm. it was i've talked to people that from that era that trained with elvis oh, and they man. said they said that he was actually a very skilled martial artist yes, it, it wasn't like a lot of uh, modern day actors that try to act like they're a martial artist like elvis sparred and did the whole deal he was mm -hmm. skilled i just had a what was what a couple months ago yeah. i went out to get her cigarettes and i got get my cigars <laughs> And I made a bad mistake. I pulled my money out. This guy was in front of me. And he looked like a crackhead. And they saw it. And I went, oh, Eric, you dummy. So I had to go to the dollar store. Again, oh, he's in front of me. This time he waits outside. And I didn't have my pistol on me. I said, oh, man, great. So I walked past him. You know, I know people don't know me, call me Elvis. But when they know me, I say, Eric, I'd rather call me Eric. He goes, hey, Elvis, get a couple of dollars. I said, no, man, I don't have it, man. So he made a bad mistake. He grabbed me here. When I come back, I get that arm. I walk around. Bam. Hit him, knocked him out. I had him by the hair of the head. I'm going like this. I said, no, better stop. Yeah. He's already out. I said, oh, great. I'm going to do jailhouse rock now. <laughs> Covington police is going to take me away. <laughs> so I get in the car. I come home mad, slam the door. The wife comes up, what's wrong? I said, well, I just laid a guy out. So what happened? And I told her what happened. Well, she what she do? She sees the captain, and she tells the captain, and I'm in there, oh, no, my wife is turning me in. <laughs> what are you doing? The, co uh, the cat was the captain, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Said, well, he grabbed a hold of you. He had the right to defend himself. That's right. So that's, that's right. I'm glad. I've got a request for you, sir. <coughs> Since you mentioned Jailhouse Rock, I think you should sing Jailhouse Rock. Ooh. Or at least the first verse. One true party in the county jail. Sermon and a damn him came to well. Don't have run around, we're going to run the swing. Should have heard a knock that chair, but sit on that's a rock. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's a rock. Everybody in the wholesale block. We're we'll dancing to, to the jailhouse rock. Dancing to the jailhouse rock. Memphis Police, I did a show down there. And I had the Memphis Act Police on in this. I was doing a show to raise money. And I did jailhouse rock. And they come out and did it perfectly. Walking right out to me. The Memphis cops? Yeah. yeah. All right. They put a handcuffed me, handcuffed me, <laughs> and I'm still singing. I'm dancing to the jailhouse rock. Right. Go off the stage, and they're sitting there going like this. 
<laughs> you know, the new movie goes over where Elvis was arrested. He was uh, arrested at one point. Yeah, he was arrested. In the movie, I don't know how true it is. I yeah, guess I should have looked it up. But he was arrested for dancing. They told him that if he shook them hips like that, they were going to lock him up. That it was Elvis the, the pelvis, like yeah. you said earlier. He did yeah. have to go to court because downtown Memphis, unpopular, he um, went in there and a guy did call him Elvis the pelvis. So right. Elvis hit him, uh-huh. of course. Oh, yeah. And so Elvis did go to court for that one with a black eye. Elvis in court with a black eye for that. Yes, he did. Well, when I was at the, the Pasa, original rock and the roller Pasaru system, they had a TCB patch. When you would get in that system, when you get a different belt, you got a patch too. You got yes, the sir. belt and a patch that went on your uniform in Pasaru. And one of the Pasaru patches was a TCB patch. Mm-hmm. I think it went on your leg. Yep. But anyway, it was themed after Elvis because he had trained with. A lot of people think that Ed. Uh, is Ed Parker, the Kempo, Father of American Kempo Karate, was his main instructor. But he trained a lot with uh, Kang Ri yes. and Pasaru. Yeah. And then Bill Wallace trained there, too. Bill yeah. Superfoot Wallace. There's a lot of those Memphis legends in the 60s and 70s trained with Kang Ri. You know, uh, it's Memphis Ma- Mafia trained there, too. Yeah, yeah. Elvis My friends and I are in a church. They have a plaque showing Elvis yes. gratitude for martial arts. And it's from Mr. Ri. And I asked... Debbie, that's my wife's friend, my friend of my wife, uh, his wife. I said, where'd you get it? She said she was president of Elvis Fan Club here in Memphis. And it looks authentic. So authentic. I said, man, I got to take this and show my uncle. He said, I think it's real. So I went down to Graceland. Man, that place has changed. I wouldn't recognize it. It looked like a Disney World. Mm-hmm. How big it is. Now they tore everything out. Oh, they, they've built like a, additional stages and all kinds yeah, of man. stuff. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was just there last week to see uh, Weird Al perform. So, you know, mm-hmm. they've changed it all up. I don't look like MC Hammer, but so, uh, they, these are some strange glasses. I can't get them to respond. We called them, took pictures of it, and uh, I have his glasses. And uh, they didn't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They didn't know anything about it, nothing. And they supposed to be historical. Side. You need to talk to Patrick Wren. So Patrick Wren opened, oh, I'm going to butcher what they call it. It's called like uh, the Mid-South Karate Institute or something like that. And what, basically what he's done is he's opened, uh, uh, so Patrick Wren was a Pasaru guy and he did some other systems. But when I was a kid, he was real prominent. <laughs> and he had trained with uh, Elvis and Bill Superfoot and all of them. And I took a couple of private lessons from him. And then in one of my pro fights, he was the referee. And he's older now, and a lot of people didn't recognize him. And I bowed to him and knew who he was. And I remember him taken aback that he was like, and I told him that I respected him and knew who he was. All these young guys didn't know it. And, and anyway, I knew who he was. So fast forward, he's recently opened, I think it's called like the, it's either Memphis Karate Institute or something like that. And, uh, but he's got an area that's devoted to Kangri and to Elvis because of Elvis's training. It'd be, you'd probably enjoy going and visiting there. He's got like, it's almost like a museum, of, but it's all based on the martial arts aspect of what Elvis did. And he would be a great guy to talk to because he knows, that's a guy I'd love to get on the podcast, Josh. He's actually local in Memphis. We could probably get him on. His name's Patrick Wren. Make it happen, Josh. Yeah, real nice guy. Patrick Wren. These glasses, I think, I did your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. They're MC Hammer glasses. MC they, they look Hammer. like Terminator glasses, man. Yeah. MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Would y'all guess who this is? I had someone tell me this before. 
Oh, Roy Orbison! Yeah. Roy Orbison! Oh my God! <laughs> yes! He got it. He got it quickly. Roy Orbison, man, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. I had a mm. gentleman I talked to. He said, I, I, I get here all the time. You look like that. This guy said, man, you look like one of the Beatles. One of the Beatles? Mm -hmm. Looks like the Beatles. Uh. But see, I made a mistake letting him walk away. I should have, hey, which Beatle do I look like? <laughs> That's a good question. You should figure out which one. Could be Paul. Could be uh, Ringo. Uh, Josh, to no, draw us so, back. You're not, not so much is, John Lennon. Is this, but, every, is this all the guests we have? Uh, yeah, it looks like the last guest probably won't be coming. Okay, all right, because I was going to start tying us up. I have to get to the cellar to do the trivia at 6.30. And I have rehearsal. And I want to so you, actually. I, uh, well, i got to go to the cellar instead. Yeah. I want to remind everybody the whole purpose of this 100th episode special was to raise money for the Tipton Arts Council so you can cash Apple money or you can pledge in the comments below $5, $10, whatever, uh, to benefit uh, the Ruffin Theater. Uh, you can also become a sponsor of upcoming shows. Rocky Horror is coming up. It's 100 bucks to get in the, the, the program. Uh, you can also become a patron, and patrons get, uh, I think it's eight tickets is what Daryl was saying. And that those are all benefit all, all that money benefits the Tipton Arts Council, which is the nonprofit that supports, funds, and maintains the Ruffin Theater. So that was the whole purpose here was to try to raise some money for them. Rod was generous enough to say that uh, he would give $100. Well, I said them. that I would sponsor, uh, I'd match them. Okay. Uh, in dimes. So I got to give you $100 in dimes. In dimes. dimes. So dimes. Brian's giving $100 in dimes, which means then I have to give at least $200 yes. because I said I would match whatever. And I don't know what else has come in. Mine's going to be in dimes. Are. Let's say I'll match the totals through, what is the day, Tuesday, through Friday. So if you guys pledge or donate money through Friday, whatever that total is, up wow. to $500, I'll match it. So it help benefit that charity. Um, so I do want to thank Eric Presley for coming back. Sorry. My pleasure, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, and I, man, I really love having you on, uh, Eric, and just not just for the novelty, but like to be buddies. Like, I think we could just hang out. We hang out here a lot. I think you're a cool, dude. I like somebody that's genuine, and I think you are. So Thank you very, very much, man. I, I like you. I like you. Thank you very much. And Elvis is in the building, and Dale, too, for coming and taking care of you. Thank you for saving his life. She's always here. Yeah, that's right. I'll be proud to be friends with y'all. Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. And, uh, of course, Brian for being here always. And I'm actually my, on camera this time. My brother from another mother. And, uh, you know, the community in general, too. You know, I know yes. I'm polarizing sometimes, but this community is very embracing, even though sometimes I have different views. So I really appreciate the community, people that watched any episode that we had for the last couple of years. You know, we don't have any plans of stopping it. We'll just keep going. So I guess we could do another special when we hit 200. I bet Josh uh, is killing you right now in his own mind. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I said earlier how I appreciate Josh doing it. So thank you, everybody, for making it possible for us to have 100 of these. And like I said, it, whether it's one view or, you know, thousands of views is really not relevant. It's just if somebody gets some benefit from it, kind of like Eric was saying, as long as somebody's enjoying it, then I think it makes it worth it. So I do thank everybody. You can support the podcast by subscribing to all the platforms that we have. It's available on all podcast platforms as well as social media platforms. Are you on Rumble? I don't know anything about Rumble, but uh, Josh might. Are you on Rumble? <clears throat> and Josh, then we might be. We're we're on like three other podcasts. We're we're on TikTok. We're on pod, we're on podcast platforms we didn't even know existed. Yeah. 
Like, apparently yeah. somebody in other countries copy it and paste it on other ones. We got notified through a certain way oh, yeah. uh, that, yeah. that it was out, and we didn't even know they were out there. So, he, yeah. He texts me, and I was like, I didn't It's not something that, that we put up. It was something somebody else did. And I want to thank Michelle Allen for being our longtime sponsor. Right, if you're right. interested in becoming a sponsor, Michelle, I know, thinks she gets benefit from it. So you guys just holler at me. I'll be glad to tell you how you become a sponsor of the Michelle, show. Michelle, I need you to uh, evaluate a house I've got. Call me. There you go, Michelle. She actually listens to the show. She'll probably know that. Uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, located in Covington, since 93. We've uh, been creating champions and Elvis people and all kinds of stuff. Uh, a lot of fun there uh, for a long time. So just holler at us, masonsmartialarts.com. The seller, I will be there tonight. I'm leaving from here, going straight there to run the trivia. Uh, you, we have a tournament going on, but you can compete nightly for prizes and to win that event, whether you're in the tournament or not. So hopefully you guys will join the tournament me in the tournament is rigged. Uh, it's not rigged, however. It's rigged because I'm not in it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes. And then Masonite Digital Marketing. Josh will be glad to help you with your brand. I want to invite everybody again to Rocky Hard that starts next weekend, the 21st, 22nd, and then the 28th, 29th. Is that right, Brian? 29, yes. 30? Yeah, uh, something like that. 21, 22, 28, 29. 28, 29. Yeah, that's going to be at the Rough Theater Saturday, in Covington. Brian is Frankenfurter. I'm Rocky. We'd be glad to have you guys. And then I will be Hulk this weekend at the free showing of the Hulk movies at the Ruffin Theater Saturday. I think the movie started at like 7, but there's face painting for the kids at like 6. It's all free. Just come enjoy it and take some pictures and make fun of me. It'll be great. So, again, I want to thank all the guests that I had today. I want to thank Josh for organizing it. Thank Austin for hanging out and helping get the guests in and out. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon he looks so somewhere. Uh, next week I have Justin... Uh, Wallace, who's a longtime friend of ours, and uh, we'll be talking about some different stuff. He's got a, a an awesome wife that we'll talk about too. But anyway, that'll be fun to talk about next week. So anyway, you guys, very intrigued. Thanks for a hundred episodes. Until we see you next time, keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.